like when I reflect back, like I didn't even feel like myself. Like it just felt like, like I felt like either I was gonna get arrested or I was gonna get killed. When did it kind of get to that point that led you to your, um, to your sentence or getting in big trouble? What's <laughs> up? <laughs> Come on. She actually told me, she's like, man, you need to stop playing around. They're gonna try you as, as an adult. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even think twice. Like, oh, like what I don't yeah. know what that means. Like, check in anytime you want, but you can never leave. Like six months later, it got to the point where, you know, I, I tried to take the life of four people. The front passenger pulled out a gun and said, you're gonna die today, bitch. One of the realizations that I had watching that was as teenagers, that's literally one of the ways that we deflect. That's one of the ways that that's a coping mechanism Great that point. we have. The lawyer pulls me out. And he's like, hey, uh, this is what you're facing. He's like, 25 life, 25 life. And he's, I wrote a list of everybody that I had harmed, you know, everybody mm -hmm. that I harmed that I could think of. And, and I apologized to each and every one of them. And it like broke my heart, you know, like it broke my heart to look at this list and see that I had hurt so many people. I'm facing 200 something years before attempted murders. Yo, welcome back to the Rancher Network Podcast. It's your boy, Yak. It's your boy, T. And we're back at it again, man. Thank you so much for all the support, man. The comments, the likes, the views, man. Keep sharing these videos, man. We're getting the word out there. But as y'all can see, we got a special guest. Some of y'all may recognize him from They Call Us Monsters. I want to get my boy and give him a round of applause, my boy, Jared Nava. Let's go, man. Hey, let's get it. My boy's coming from 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 a distance, right? You coming from a cool yeah, little, a little distance hour today. flight? <laughs> yeah, a cool man. little hour flight, nothing too crazy. But um, we appreciate you coming here, man. It's a it's a it takes a lot, especially for someone that wants to travel and actually do this, man. You had a big heart, and you're like, "Yo, I want to do this because you guys are doing it for the right reason," and we appreciate that, man. Um, but when we first when I first saw you in the documentary, I was like, yo, that's wild. Like, this guy has a story. And then finding out that people know you and getting mm -hmm. connected. Shout out to Anna for hooking it up, too, for helping us Shout out. Shout out to Anna. She, she made it happen, up. man. Um, but, bro, like, we want to hear your story. Because you, you don't have a story that we've had on the podcast yet. Hey, real quick, I just want to say, I had to put the fellas up, uh, on you. You know what I mean? They're like, <laughs> look at the documentary. <laughs> and I'm telling you, this is an interview. You know what I mean? <laughs> he put just us saying, on game. Not going to cap. You did put us on some game. Um, but I guess really to, to get into it, you know, kind of we kind of want to hear the earlier stages, you know, when you were young. Because a lot of people kind of know, you know, the after. But the before is like, how? when did you kind of start becoming rebellious? And when did that kind of happen? Yeah, so uh, for me, like honestly, as a kid growing up, like I did, I did good in school. I excelled in school. Okay. I love playing sports. Like I thought I was gonna make it uh, playing baseball. Like I thought I was gonna make it to the league. Yeah. You know, when you were a kid, see this playing so little bite. league, you know, you just think you go, yeah. you're gonna so go bite. all the way, right? Yeah. So that was like my drive, right? And then as I as I got older, you know, my my house was dysfunctional. There was a lot mm -hmm. of stuff going on. We moved around a lot. Okay. From there. As I started getting into like middle school, I started to like, you know, experience like gang activity. You know, yeah. I started getting banged on for the first time. Wow, you know, okay. it's just those little experiences. And then I started to see uh these two different worlds, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's this this path that, you know, you're supposed to take that people preach, like, man, stay out of way, stay out the way, stay out of trouble. And then there's this other side that just feels like it's starting to creep in. And for me, I think when I was 13, I, I witnessed my stepdad uh, trying to commit suicide. Whoa. You know, I, and I talked about that, like, in the documentary. Yeah. Like, I walked I outside. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I seen him, like, um, trying to stab himself in the stomach. And my, my stepdad was, like, had became my hero. Like, when, as, like, throughout my, like, uh, five to about 13, like, that mm -hmm. was, like, my hero. Like, yeah. you know, 
he kind of taught me what it was like to be a man. A lot of a lot of beliefs that I that I developed came from him. Like a, as kind of like a role model, could you say? As a role model, definitely. Okay. That was like what kept me in the house. You know, that's what, yeah, what kept me from Damn, like you know crazy. when the streetlights yeah. came on, I respected him. Like I'm I'm in the house, like that's I'm back, dope. right? Okay. I wasn't smoking, like you know, like I was mm -hmm. just like I was respecting what he said. But when that happened, it kind of like. Like it showed me he was human. It's like when you seen Superman, like and he got that kryptonite, and it just oh, okay. showed you like, I oh, see. Yeah, that's a good yeah. ass example. Okay. Like everybody has a weakness, yeah, and so for that, it kind of like shattered everything that I thought of with this person, you know. Mm -hmm. And at, and not today, right? But at that young age, I didn't understand what was going on, right? Right. And so, um, I was already kind of like introduced and around people who were in the lifestyle. So then I just started smoking weed more. And then uh, I was working. I would work full time. Like, you know, the little, I seen it on the way over here too. They had like the little sign still where you grab the number. It's like teen jobs. So they'll oh. pick us up in the van. Like either newspapers or you're fucking yeah. putting up Or chocolates or, or like uh, that. Yeah. man, jumper cables, That's candles, crazy. anything. Yeah, so yeah. I started doing that like at 12. Mm -hmm. I did that. So during that whole time I was working, so I had money and stuff. And then it got to the point where it was like, I don't even want to go to school no more. You know, like I started getting bad grades because mm -hmm. it's like I'm from three o'clock to like eight, nine o'clock, I'm working. You're hustling and doing Yeah, all so that. I'm getting home, I'm tired, I'm not, I'm not trying to do any homework. Wow, okay. And so by the age of 15, I, I decided to drop out. Mm -hmm. So I decided to drop out and I decided to move out on my own. And so I moved out on my own and I was paying rent like $500 for like a little room. And so that yeah, was like that's my... insane that you were able to make it yeah. off that damn job, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like how much are you making to pay rent? I well, can't pay rent now. I can't even make my bed, dog. Who <laughs> <laughs> was doing it bigger than oh, I was? Okay. Nah, but it was just like that, that sense of that work ethic. Yeah. So I was just, I don't know. I just felt like, like I could do it. Like I felt yeah. like I could make that money. I, you know, like you know, in those teenage, you those teenage years, you feel like you already know it all. Yeah, that's you know, true. Like I'm my own man. I got mm -hmm. this. And then uh, it got to a point where. The, the gang lifestyle seemed more enticing to me, you know, like mm -hmm. that that type of... And I was from a, a crew, right? And so um, I ended up getting jumped into that crew. Gotcha. And they were all people that I that I hung out with in school. Like, we, these were all the people that, like, you know, mm -hmm. we, walked, we we were in gym PE together. Like, we had classes together. Yeah. We hung out. Yeah, like, okay. those are just... I didn't see them like, oh, these are, like, gang members or whatever. Right. right? Like, these are just my boys. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then uh, I didn't have, like, family or I didn't have that sense of, like, belonging, you know? And I think that I seen this as as an outlet. You know, this was somewhere where people accepted me, and I made a decision to get jumped in. Damn. And that's when I was I was sixteen. You didn't have like an older brother or nothing. It was just the immediate family. Yeah, just you was, guys. Yeah, I had three little sisters, so I was the oldest. Damn, I was the one that was supposed man, to lead yeah. the way. I was mm -hmm. the one that was supposed to guide. So were you? Uh, were you fear like did you have any fear getting jumped in, or you were excited to do it? Like I'm curious to see like what, how you felt when you were getting jumped in. I think like when I actually. Uh, made that decision like I was I had made up my mind so there wasn't necessarily fear like it was just like I knew that this is what I wanted to do yeah and so it was like I'm just gonna do it okay that I've asked that question because yeah a lot of times like I mean I'm sure you guys you, you from experience you know yeah. how that that may be but I myself from an, as an outsider like I'm curious what is going through someone's mind when they make this big decision because that's huge it's like graduating potentially or like it's a big yeah. a big step forward so I'm, I'm I was curious about that but real quick, I kind of want to bring it back, and I'm sorry, I know it's a sensitive topic, but to your experience when you saw your your stepdad and what he was doing to himself, um, you talked about how that kind of showed you, you know, humanizing everything and kind of putting things in a different perspective. Can you walk us through kind of like what happened that day to kind of give a visual and see like how the, how, you know, what that, how that really experienced you or hit you? Yeah, so I think it was about like, early in the morning, like two, uh -huh. three in the morning. And I just wow. heard like, okay. like I heard, I heard my mom screaming. 
So I heard screaming. I was like, what the heck? Like, I woke up, and I'm walking through the house. Like, I'm looking to see where it's coming from, and I hear in the backyard. So I open the door, and as I'm walking, I, I continue to hear, and I see the light on in the garage. So I go out to the garage, and I just, like, see uh, with a knife. You know, my mom's, like, like kind of battling with him and just, mm-hmm. like, I was like, what the hell? I was like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You had no idea. You're waking up to that? You're, yeah, you're just I'm like, walking I'm into like, that? No, I'm like, no what are you doing? And mm-hmm. then he just, like, stopped. And I was just like, what the hell? And I just went inside, and we never talked about it. We never talked yeah, about crazy. it. Even yeah, to this day? Tough. Uh, at least? A little bit. Not Whoa. not like in depth. We haven't like sat down and like look at like this what was going on. Like I know mm-hmm. like kind of vaguely, you know, the mm-hmm. situation, like, but not in depth. So like but to I, my- I feel like it's understood though. You yeah. guys you guys under you guys have come to whatever understanding that that you know that was something that happened or whatever. It might not oh. need to be spoken on right. for you guys between you that. guys, because you know that's your step pop. So you know what type of uh, feelings you have towards them or, you know, whatever, how, how it left you off or, or whatever. I'm sure right. that's already understood or no. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. I think even just like, and then, you know, the the uh, self-work that I've done on myself and the understanding Man. about like mental health and just yeah. what people go through, like, like I understand, you know, and I'm right, able absolutely. to like, like to forgive and not only just forgive because it's not like he needs my forgiveness, right? right. But to understand and be able to empathize with mm-hmm. what he was experiencing at that time, which I think is extremely important. You know, like yeah. we have to understand, like, because you can't just shame somebody like, hey, why would you do this? Yeah. And as a kid, you don't understand. And I understand yeah. how like some of that and not talking about things, how that played like a yeah. role in, you know, some of the, the bad decisions that I made. That part. That's, that's so, the beauty of hindsight. Yeah. For real. Say it's 2020, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now you know it all. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> So you got you really so you started so you got into the gang from there. Um, you got jumped in, and then what was your experience from there going forward? At what age was that? Again? I was sixteen. You were sixteen. Okay. So I, I think at that at that point I was just like really angry. You know, I just had like a lot of anger. I was just trying to figure out life at that time, and mm-hmm. I was I started doing a lot of drugs, started smoking a lot, uh, doing coke, pills, drinking every day. Yeah. And so a lot of that it just like what it did is it gave me like like when I was that little kid and I wanted to play baseball. There were certain things I did to enhance my skill. Mm-hmm. So I practiced. I showed up mm. on time. And so I took that same type of, like, like that person, the, the characteristics that I have, I just took into that lifestyle where it's like, okay, I'm going to be here every day. I'm going to show up. I'm going to walk around like this, and I'm going to do whatever it is that needs to be done. Like, that type of mentality, like, I was just like, I wanted to embody it. You know, and I was still trying to, like, gain acceptance. And, you know, at the core of those things, it was like, really, I was just, like, it was all like uh, performance based. Like I felt like if I performed well in this lifestyle, the more people would respect me, the more people would love me, the more, you know, like the more people would want to be around me. Like that's what I thought, right? And so that's why it caused me to like be more violent. Cause I noticed when you were violent that people respect you. You can embrace a little more. And I thought that that's what a man was. You know, a man Mm -hmm. was violent. A man didn't let people talk to him a certain way. You know, just those those things. That that you've learned and you've built from that. Right. Wow, so. You, but you never got into any trouble prior to when you were you were sentenced. You never really got locked up or anything. You never were behind a cop car or anything like that. I, I was behind a cop car once, but I was like, <laughs> I, I mean, like I've been in, I've had been in cuss, but like yeah. there was never like I had always just like got away with stuff. It was a typical juvenile shit where moms come picks you up and you got in here like, All right, yeah, cool. or they go drop you off at the house, like or that, yeah, like you running from the cops because of whatever, and then you, you know, you get rid of, you know, whatever you had, and then <laughs> they catch you, they just like they can't do nothing because you don't right. got nothing, right? So I mean, I've had those type of experiences, but. And, and it's kind of bad too, because that stuff made me worse. Because it made me feel like I'm invincible. Invincible. Like, I, man, I just got away I with this. You. I just got away with that. Yeah. Like, it makes you think like, oh yeah, I'm slick. Like I can, I can run, I can run game. I'm yeah. good. You know. So, 
That's so funny you say that. So uh, really, you were going in and out, or not going in and out, but you were getting yourself into some trouble. When did it kind of get to that point that led you to your um, to your sentence or getting in big trouble? The big case. The, the case big case, that, yeah. That we all know you for. When did it start getting that active, I guess? Um, I think just as... Man, I don't know. It just it just got bad. Like it just got bad. Like, um, it, and it was in a short period of time. It was really like six months after you know I had made that decision to get jumped in. Like six months later, it got to the point where you know I, I tried to take the life of four people. Wow. So that was the time lapse, bro. Is is six months? Yeah, I, I didn't know. That's insane. Uh, um, when I was looking at the documentary, I kind of figured maybe they filmed you already. You know, a year in, two years in, but hearing that you were sixteen or seventeen. At that time, I was seventeen when I when I uh, got when you got the, when uh, I the case, okay yeah. damn man, that's fucking insane yeah that's insane that it happened um, six months you you would think you didn't even get to experience enough of that to to really be like you know what am I gonna commit this much but you did yeah. you know that's really what ended up happening so shit what if you can maybe take us to to day of you know what I mean the day mm-hmm. yeah so and you don't even have to go into detail right, just right. just kind of you know. Well, what's, what's crazy, and one thing I want to share, too, is, like, so me and my co-defendant, prior to um, prior to even us catching this case, he was supposed to get violated on a seven-year joint suspension. This is, like, a week so before. So he was an adult already. Yeah, so it's, like, a week before this happened. And um, just this is just crazy story, right? So we're, uh, like, the night, be- the night before he, uh, he's supposed to go to court, he picks me up, and we go hang out. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the morning, we're right there, like, we're smoking a blunt early in the morning. And some lady like starts walking up to us, and she kind of looks like like a bum, right? Okay. And she's like, "Hey, can I talk to you guys for a second? We're like, "Yeah." So we put out the the blunt, you know, being respectful. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Hey, like, God sent me to come talk to you guys. Like, like That's you guys need crazy. to change your lives. Wow. Like, you guys need to change your lives around. Like, you know, <laughs> like bad things are coming. Basically, like a warning, right? Like, it was basically like a warning. Bro, that's like, he's scary. Dog. Like, like legit. That like is a scary, dog. I would have been tripped out. Like, what the fuck? And then we're <laughs> like, all right, yeah, like you know, we're hearing her out, and then uh. My my crime didn't end up getting violated for that joint suspension. They mm. gave them they gave them like an extension. They were wow. like, you know what, we're not gonna we're gonna give you another chance. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we're gonna give you another chance. And then like a week later, uh, we get caught up for this case. So the day of the case, um, it's crazy because like everybody was telling me stay home. Like like now like when before I do things I listen to like yeah. especially the women like women are your like moms and sisters that and part, bro. like always listen to like what they they be knowing like yeah. they were like hey just stay home today don't go out That's stay so home isn't and isn't I'll, it trippy like when you think back on it you there's so many fucking signals that you could have taken yeah. where you're like bro if I just would have went home if I just would have did this I would have been good none of that would have ever happened yeah, I, I know I always trip out on that you know yeah like, especially like when you sitting in that cell after you thinking bro, about it like oh damn I could have. Yeah, There's I could have so gone many... to my girlfriend's house. You know what I mean? Like, what the hell was I doing? <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, I was, I was like, partying that whole day. And then later on that night, something happened. And uh, went out, and I tried to take the lives of four people. And uh, I, after that happened, I didn't, I didn't think nothing of it. You know, like, a week, like, really a week went past before I got arrested. Okay. In this case. Oh, yeah, it's like oh. six days. It was, uh, so it happened on a Saturday Six days later, I got arrested for it. That that's uh kind of crazy, right? Because you that means a lot of times you a lot of dudes get caught in the moment. That means you're, I don't know. I always feel like when you don't get caught, there's action. You know, a yeah. lot of the times you have an opportunity to fight your case a little better than if you would have gotten caught at the scene. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, so there's a difference like that when it comes to. Well, yeah. Think about it. If they catch you at the scene, they pretty much have everything they need, and if they don't, 
they probably have no gun. They yeah. probably don't oh, have the clothes. They probably, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's insane though. So, so six days later, that's all you lasted. Yeah, and that was like the craziest six days because, um, like every single night, like I was having nightmares of like somebody oh, like, man. like, like having shootouts. Like I was, uh, so I got arrested that the that next Friday with mm. a with a Mosberg, with a shoddy, with a sawed off shoddy. Because that's how paranoid I was. I was like, I was, I was sleeping with the shotgun in the bed. Like what? I was tripping. Like, and I was like, this is all I got. Like this is all I got to protect shoddy. me. Like, yeah, shoddy. And so um, that was like the worst six days. Like I, I didn't even, like when I reflect back. Like I didn't even feel like myself. Like it just felt like, like I felt like either I was gonna get arrested or I was gonna get killed. Like that's how real I am. You know, like, like no it just option. felt like no so much option. had already took in yeah. place. Like I was just, I don't know. It just felt like I just felt that 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 presence, that evilness. Yeah, like, right. Was it like one of those ones where you're like, whatever's gonna happen needs to happen because this shit's too much. The anxiety, the whatever. Am I gonna get busted? Am I gonna fight the case or or whatever? You know what yeah. I mean? It it wasn't even like anxiety. It was just like damn, like it was just kind of like going through the motions, like knowing something was gonna happen. Like damn. like I yeah, felt. Yeah. And then like the day I got arrested, um, one of my good friends uh, who just passed away recently. Uh, came to visit me and we're standing in front of my apartments and I'm just looking around, right? And you know, like where you grow up, and I'm like, man, this like it looks it's weird here, out here. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, there's cars out here that are not usually out here. Yeah. I'm like, oh, like this bro. is not the same, right? Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, I'm gonna get out of here. I was like, yeah, you guys should probably did. Like it don't seem right out here, right? And then lo and behold, a few hours later, they're calling my name out the thing. So what? So yeah, the whole SWAT and everybody insane. pull up. Yeah, everything. Right, it's crazy. Like they're calling like. Like we're playing Xbox and they start calling my name out and I was just like, what the hell? Like I'm like I'm I thought maybe I was just high, like I'm tripping out, like you know, oh, like shit. straight movie, okay. movie, yeah, like movie deal. Type yeah. thing, right? <laughs> and then I see all the cops outside and I just like I'm looking for any way out. Like I'm looking at the windows. Oh, I'm so like, you're trying to run too? You were kind of yeah. Like, I'm like, how am I gonna get out of this? So way? you're yeah. a quick thinker, huh? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, like okay, <laughs> windows, windows. I'm like, we gotta put the shot yeah. up. I'm like, <laughs> like wow, okay. And then uh real quick, I just want to say it's cra- this is a train of thought at that fucking age. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you're young, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it is it's the same. But uh yeah, so then um I was the last one to come out of my house and uh cuffed me up. And I'll never forget, like they were like, Man, you're never gonna touch grass again. Whoa. Like you're never gonna he said because they had me in uh they had me in the grass in the front, like like apartments, you know how they have like a little piece of grass sometimes? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. So you I'm in the little, little, that little piece of grass. grass. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, man, enjoy. This is the last time you're ever going to touch grass. And I'm just like, all right. Did you know the cop for him to get at you like that? No, nah, I, yeah, nah, I didn't know who he was. In yeah. So they were taking out your whole family like one by one too? Who was yeah, in they there? had everybody come out one by one. So they're like just everybody just one at a time. And they had like, they're like with the cars and the, like they got the whole street blocked off. And they're out there Damn. with like the, that M- I think what, like M16 or something. Like, Marty, yeah, like whatever some type of like assault standard, rifle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I play Martin Warfare, dog. So let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, actually, you got the stock. AR. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you fucking got the aim with suit. Nah. Yeah. So you're, you had your little sister too, right? So she experienced that as well. Like, um, fortunately, they weren't there. They were oh, with wow. their okay. dad. They were Thank with God. their dad. They're all at the, it was, I was at my mom's house. So it was just okay. uh, my mom, uh, her boyfriend at the time, okay. my cousin, my little niece. She was like three. Oh, and then, so uh, little... two of my friends, and then yeah. Did you did you ever like uh, want to tell them a little something? Maybe not the whole thing, but just be like, hey, you know what? I might, you know. Good question. Just so like I don't know, you know, this shit might happen. Just be prepared yeah. in some way, shape, or form. You probably weren't gonna tell them straight out, but you know. I think my mom like knew, like, cause she's seen a lot. Like, she's seen. She's seen like just the way that I was living at that time. So oh, she's six seen, days, right? Even prior to that, just oh, she, yeah. she just seen how it was, like in and out the Damn. house. I wouldn't really hide nothing. Like I was just like, um, it is what it is. Like, yeah. This, 
either you know you gonna kick me oh, out or shit. I'm gonna be here. Like, yeah. but this is what I'm doing, right? So, <laughs> what it time, is, I yeah. guess. Yeah. So I think she's seen a lot of that already. So she probably already like for is she? You know what's crazy? She actually told me she's like, man, you need to stop playing around. They're gonna try you as, as an adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't even think twice. Like, oh, like what I don't yeah. know what that means. None like, of that, none yep. of that matters. You don't know what it means. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, like, right. like <laughs> that's. Fuck. Yeah. That's so scary because it's just like, bro. If I had a bunch of cops outside my pad. If I was with the bro, if I was with the homie and they were calling his name, like, yo, what the <laughs> fuck did you do? I'm like, boy? hey, bro, wake your ass up. They're calling you. They calling me. That's, like, like, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's a scary instance. So then, this is your first time really going into jail, yeah, right, too. Right, so right. it's like the first that, bro. I feel so bad. It's like. Well, yeah, like it was like the worst of everything the first time. Yeah, the worst of everything. You it all hit you. So, what was your experience like going, getting going to jail? Yeah. Like when you were first there, like you they put you in the wherever, like the tank or wherever. Where did they put you? Yeah, so they they drove me to LP, and then you go through the whole strip out process, and then they took me. So like, uh, usually if it's your first day, you go to the hole. Uh-huh. So they put me like in the hole for the night, and they took me to the unit the next day. And, but I mean, it wasn't like scary, you know what I mean? Because uh-huh. it's like all people like that. Have you heard about it before from like your homeboys and stuff like that? Yeah, like that I right? heard okay. about like Juno yeah. Hall. Like I seen the movies and all that. Right, so I'm just right, like, all right, right, you know, like I might have to fight. You know, like that's <laughs> the first thought yeah. you think, like, that's oh, I might crazy. have an enemy okay. there or something. But uh-huh. um, I just went in kind of like regular. Our first day, I want to play basketball. Like, like it was just it felt regular. Is that right? Like, first day, wow. huh? because I like it didn't hit me. Until well, not the first day, but the first day I'm the unit. They okay, fresh though. You're still yeah, fresh, fresh though. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't play basketball and all that. Like I'm Damn. like, oh, we're just, we're just here. Like so, no yeah. stressing on the bunk. None, none of that yet. That, that those thoughts didn't even come into your head not, yet. Not initially. I think I was just like rolling with the flow at right, first. Right. And then um, what hit me though was my first court date. So my first court date, I was supposed to have it on a Wednesday because I got arrested Friday. And then I was supposed to have it on Wednesday, they told me, was my juvenile court date. Mm. And then they call me, They the staff comes and tells me on Tuesday, like, hey, you have court. No, on uh, Monday, they're like, hey, you have court tomorrow. I was like, what? Did, oh, did you know okay. for what at that point? You already knew what it was for? Or nah, they... I didn't. I didn't know. What, like, so you're like. Oh, oh, no, yeah, no, I did. Because when okay. they when they arrested me and stuff, yeah, I knew what it was for. But I didn't okay. know, like, 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 so, like, the staff, they see your, like, your charges and everything. So they were telling me over the weekend, like, hey, try to get juvenile life. Damn. I was like, bro, all right. What the fuck? Like, and at the time, yeah. I'm not even understanding, like, that's still a significant amount of time. I'm yeah. just like, all right, yeah, I'll try to do that. What did that even mean at the time? Juvenile life. What is that? Like, like eight, it would have been like eight years to like 25. That's so essentially, that yeah, they, they basically try you up to the age of 25, then you can go home or whatever. Yeah, so if you. you get, but the thing is, if you, there's 12 year olds that get that shit. So they're not going to get out till 25. Oof, so it okay. really just depends. Yeah. But if you're, 17 shit that's seven years you know yeah, so like, some people right. fucking okay. beg for it you know give yeah. me that you know so i go to the first uh court hearing i'm in the tank with everybody they're like they're on like chug chug case or like like a little vi- like probation violation violation right? Right, right okay and then uh the lawyer pulls me out and he's like hey uh this is what you're facing he's like 25 life 25 life 25 life what? 25 life i'm like what <laughs> like hold up right right i'm like what what? Not like, even understanding what the fuck those things mean, right? Yeah, just the PD yeah. just goes in there. It's just like this is what you're facing. I was just like, I was just like, I was speechless, right? Mm-hmm. So I go back into the tank. Um, well, I was, I start crying right then and there, dog. You weren't even not one tear, nothing. Not then, no. Then we went to a. I went into the courtroom for like, <laughs> like ten seconds. Came back out, and then uh, they took me back to LP. Took me to the hole because they had to transfer me to the compound. Yeah, which is. 
the jail inside the jail for okay. like uh, high risk offenders. Yeah. Or, okay. I think it's what, for like uh, basically anything violent type cases, attempts, fucking yeah. murder, shit mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, exactly. They don't leave them in a regular camp with the rest of the kids. You basically got to go to a different yeah, okay. spot. Go to, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I go there. That first night was like, damn, this is real. Mm-hmm. You the know, compound, like, that was that much of a difference from just being there wherever just, you were at in the beginning? I think just knowing that I was facing life Damn. and then walking into somewhere, it's intimidating. Like when you see that big, huge gate mm-hmm. in the middle of the, the juvenile, uh, in the middle of the juvenile, because the rest looks like LP, like it's regular, you know, it's just kind of like buildings yeah. with grass okay. and everything. Uh-huh. And then you see this big, huge gate with barbed wire on it. And then they open that yeah. gate and they take you through there. And then same process, strip you out and then put you in a cell. And it's just like. It just feels different. Mm-hmm. It just the whole. Mm-hmm. It just felt different. And that that night, I cried. I was like, "Damn!" Yeah. Like I'm like, "What did like? How did I get here?" Right, like, right, right. Like I remember writing letters, like just like apologizing, just like, "Damn, I don't even know like how I got here," mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And then like it's crazy, like in the compound, because you would watch people come in and go through that process, like a month of just like mourning. Like it's like <laughs> it's like a whole month. You just like mourning. Like you're like, damn, like it's over. Yeah. Would you notice like it'll happen when they go to court and come back? Everybody's always fucking serious because it's for real when you go to court. When you're there, it's like whatever. But when you go to court, you're like, I'm fighting a fucking case. Yeah. It's like that. But then it like it like we're all going through it. Right. So then it kind of uh. goes to like, oh, you're going to court, like get some peanut butters and get mm. some cookies because you get like peanut butter That's packs crazy. when you go to, right. to court. So that was like, all right, that was the highlight. Like it wasn't even what was going to take place in court because the majority of us were going and they're like, OK, come back in two months. Yeah. And there was really nothing like, yeah, nothing. Our case wasn't moving, like nothing mm-hmm. was happening. So it was more so like we were looking forward to go to court to get peanut butters and cookies That's to make our breakfast better, or to crazy, have some, yeah. you know, a sandwich in the cell, like. For that to be the the exciting perspe- the right. perspective that's on a court cold dates, shot. that's sixteen year old. As long as I got some peanut butter and cookies, I'm all right. That's crazy, Man. crazy but, fucking train of thought right there. And then, but uh, so like in the compound, like my second month there, I was able to get my GED. So I was like, okay, oh, nice. Like, okay. Like you had high school diploma stuff already going on to get it that fast, or nah, just like, uh, or you were just quick with it. Yeah, was smart. Just, oh, you're good. Okay. I just was blessed, man. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I had little brains on me. Still. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't write all the Absolutely, yeah, man. <laughs> so, so, I able, so I was able yeah. to get my GED right away. Which I'm glad good. you didn't fry that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man, you know, good shit. Yeah, yeah. Um. Damn, that that's fucking badass. So you got your GED two months in. How long did you? How long was your whole time there fighting that case? Uh, my whole time in the compound was. I got there in October. I left in November. I, I was there for like a year and a month in the compound. Wow. From twelve to thirteen. So what age or what time? Wh- wh- at what time did? Where did this whole thing about the documentary right. come up? So like the thing with the documentary, uh, they used to run. Uh, which with uh, Scott Bundick, they used to run the program called uh, Inside Out Writers. Mm-hmm. And so they'll come in mm-hmm. every Saturday and mm-hmm. it was like a place where you would go and um, and like write poetry yep. or write, do or write raps or, you yep. know, just whatever, like whatever way you want to express yourself on paper, like that was that space for it. Like they would bring right, music. Right. So we'll hear like all the new music at that time, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then, so like, everybody was signing up for it? Uh, yeah, but like the thing, like you couldn't fight, like if you fought, you would oh, get kicked shit, out okay. and stuff. So, and then you couldn't just get in. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it had to, you had to be there for a while and kind of like show your character or whatever. And so I didn't get into until into Inside Out Writers for probably like man, like six seven months. I was there. Gotcha. It took a little while. And uh, man, like Scott though, Scott's Scott's dope because while I was in the compound, I had actually got like <laughs> they're giving people like uh, 
house like they were giving like indefinite shoes <laughs> in, in the, com- in in the, the compound. compound. <laughs> okay. Like if you couldn't like program in your unit, yeah. like they they're like you got to spend the rest of the time until you turn eighteen inside of the the like the hole. And then what? Get sent to the county? And then wait wait till you get sent to the county. So I had a, I got housed up there for conspiracy to incite a riot. What? Like, my boy, what are you doing? <laughs> it was like it was like some stupid stuff, right? But like just being <laughs> juvenile hall stuff, basically. Yeah, juvenile right? hall yeah. stuff, right? And um, Scott actually went up there and talked to me. It was like, look, man, what do you want to do? He's like, you want to be up here? Like, you want to spend the rest of your time up here? And, right. You know, like, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Or he's like, you want to come back and, and get into the program and you know do something? And I was like, yeah, like yeah, I want to go back. And so he was able to get me back uh, into the unit and then into the program. And so, uh, man, that program helped a lot. Like, it helped a lot to be able to sit in in a space and just get off the thoughts of what you're feeling. Right. You know, just kind of being able just to express yourself. Mm -hmm. And, like, for so long, like, always putting on a mask and just kind of, or even just from a young age, always being taught, like, hey, like, men don't cry. Men don't, you know, Mm -hmm. show emotion. Men don't. So, like, coming from that space and then being challenged by, like, uh, Johnny Kovac, Susie, um, different people in that space to, like, hey, like, you know, talk about what's going on. And we're talking, you know, you hear people talking about what it feels like to go to court and, you know, and put them in these, uh, like, very poetic ways. Right. And you feel it like, damn, I, I experienced that, that too. Trippy, like, that's trippy, yeah. That's real. And then uh, Scott uh, brought uh, Ben Lear and Gabe uh, Cowan, I think is his last name, Cowan. He brought them in one day and, like, hey, uh, sit down with him and you sit down with him. And, like, we started chopping it up with them. And they were asking us, like, how is it in there, like, what do you guys eat? Just like basic questions, mm-hmm. right? So could they have picked anyone? Yeah, they could or, or Scott, and shout out to Scott. That's my boy. Yeah. Or, or did did uh they direct them to you guys? Or, or, or Honestly, I don't even remember how this was. Like the luck of the draw or type, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, because like we've talked about that before and like I've been oh, asked shit, that okay. question, but I don't yeah. even know how like we got chosen. I think it just kind of like. You guys were like probably that. the charismatic ones or yeah. something. Yeah, you know? it just kind yeah. of happened like that. And uh yeah, so they, they told us, like, hey, you want to be in this uh, documentary? Or, no, they didn't tell us we want to be in a documentary. They said, you want to write a short film. So it was like uh, like a branch okay. of the Inside yeah. Writers, and yes. we were writing a short yes. film. And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, this, right. there's nothing better to do right, right. Like, that's right. Exactly. Get you out the cell or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. So then got into that. Damn. You know what? I'll say real quick, from that film, Loki, that activity, the short film thing, was not only Loki pretty dope, because I feel like everyone's oh, story was, everybody was able to put in their story and their part, but that shit was funny too. <laughs> y'all, y'all were like looking at people yeah. make out for a second. <laughs> I felt uncomfortable, dog. <laughs> I felt uncomfortable seeing that. Y'all were just like, with, with Jared smiling and shit, just watching yeah. this shit, telling this boy, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> um, but we're curious, real quick, how, what was it like your experience working with those other youngs or the other like participants in that short film? Like, because I, I saw there was a lot of interaction when it comes like everybody was putting in their story and it seems like a lot of it was personal. Right. What was your experience hearing others like that and seeing that they wanted to put that in there? Um, like, it was like, uh, well, I don't know. at the time, like I was still kind of like, I was a little like stubborn mm-hmm. where I didn't want to like open up. Uh-huh. But it was it was inspiring, I think, for me just to see... Um, like Antonio, Antonio was super smart. Like we, I knew that we were in the same unit with each other before participating in the short film. Antonio was the one with the glass. Yeah, which one? The little one, the one that uh, ended up getting out first. Oh, okay, okay, yep, okay. yep. So like him, he um, he would read these huge books. Like he was like the only one get like from in the, the library, halls reading yeah, books, already getting like, like that, these huh? huge books, right? Mm-hmm. And he'll be 
Damn. Zooming through him, right? And just the way he spoke, like, he would say, like, these huge $10 words, right? <laughs> but he words, would say right? them when they fit. Like, you know how, like, you, you meet people in life that they try to use words. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, bro, you <laughs> don't have to finesse do that. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you don't have like, to do that. But, like, he would use them, like, when it made sense. Yeah. And then he would make sense using them. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I'll be like, man, right, this kid right. is smart. Like, yeah. why, like he shouldn't be here. Uh -huh. You know? And then Juan, like, I knew Juan and Daryl from um, that NCR Writers class. And Juan was dope because, like, he taught himself how to speak English. So, like, yeah. he came over and what? in the compound, he taught himself mm. how to speak English. That's and he wild. didn't know English prior to that? He didn't know English. I would no never would have noticed, really bro. Good. That dude was yeah. pretty good, man. Yeah. Smart. Like, the talent that was in that. And then, like, Daryl. Like, Daryl was dope. Like, Daryl's ability just to, like, break things down was, was awesome. You know, on that note, it tripped me out. I wish it would have. But I get it. It was probably the timing of it. Because mm. it looked like he got sentenced first or right. his case was yeah. done and over with. Right. By the time they started filming, but I was thinking about that. Like, I wish I would have gotten a little more on him too. That yeah, part. They mm -hmm. offered him a plea bargain, so he took the plea bargain. Took the and, deal. Yeah. Oh, okay. I actually ran into him in prison too, so that was cool. That was oh, cool. yeah. That's cool. Whoa. Bittersweet, right? Yeah, it's like you kind of grow up together though, so it's yeah. like it is. It's bittersweet, exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie. When I saw you, uh, like, kind of like putting a picture together, envisioning like, nah, it should be this way, cause then this, and I'm like, my boy Jared's a fucking director, bro. Like, yeah. he was able to put puzzles together, and be like, we gotta make it this way because. No, I love like, when you went in the table and you're like, what'd you do? You just you just <laughs> took the script and you just. Uh, I was like, what the fuck? Oh my god. <laughs> oh, it was funny when you were fucking with him too and then he was like you need to stop playing with me like you need to stop interrupting yeah. your class i'm like that's crazy uh, but real I, and I, one of the realizations that i had watching that was as teenagers that's literally one of the ways that we deflect that's one of the ways that that's a coping mechanism that we have and it was clear as day you know what i mean i hate it when i seen some people critique or whatever and i'm like bro take your back self back to 15 16. Mm -hmm. well how how else are you gonna you know, try to get away from that. Like, I don't want to cry. Well, fuck it. I'm going to make an issue out of it for no mm -hmm. reason, you know? So I'm, I was very aware of that, you know? I could see it, you know? Right. And I think even for me, like, watching it now, like, I see that in myself. Like, I seen yeah. when I was, like, going to be vulnerable. There and you And then go. I put the mask right back on. Like, no. and, and a lot of that, and I've done that since I was a kid through laughter, you know? Like, yeah. through laughter was, like, the way to, like, if somebody's sharing something sad with you, you know, you try to cheer them up. Like, that's just right, how I right, thought yeah. that, you know, you you... You deal with it. And don't then laugh, this Brian. Don't laugh, homie. It kind of like, it kind of, it could get ready. No, but that's so Definitely, true. Man. That's yeah. so true. Everyone has their own coping, or the ways to cope. Right. Um, 100%. But that was, that was a great, man. You guys did a, you did a great job and it, they did a great job at really telling you guys' story and it really putting you in the position where you are now. But um, now I kind of want to go into that transition because after that was so sad, I kind of wish we saw the transition of you going into prison and serving your time. So what was that like after the documentary, you know, transitioning yeah, into prison? Because that's way different mm -hmm. from where you're at. No more peanut butter, jelly, none of that. <laughs> it's way different. So what was that? So actually, um, we've I kind of like aged out of like the documentary mm -hmm. thing because I had already turned 18. So they sent me to the county jail. Mm -hmm. So while they're still like, so they have like, uh, like, uh, portions in the film about like me going to trial and stuff. Like I was already in, in the LA County Jail, and I was watching the last podcast that you guys did uh, with the guy from Pacas, and I was like, yeah, I remember that whole process. Like Man. being being in juvenile hall where it's like you you kind of get babied still. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Like it's not as right. to like now right. being like going through this process right. and like all the stuff that he described. Mm -hmm. Like I just was like, like I was hearing him talk about it. And I was like, man, I remember like. <laughs> Just being it, and then like it's just bright, and you can't see no, no, uh, there's no window, so you don't uh -huh. know what time it is, you don't know how long you've been there, you're just there, right? And so, um, 
I think for me, at 18 going to the county jail, like I was having fun. I'm not gonna what? lie, like because it it went from like okay, you're in your cell all the time and you're like in this confined space where they're watching us and like on you, micromanaging you and yeah. everything. To now I'm in the county jail and in a dorm, and I'm 18 and I'm just like running, <laughs> just running a mug. Like it was just yeah, it was okay. it was like Man. because I'm. Like, I had even more things to be able to, like, hide what I was really going Correct. through. Correct. Right? Like, there was more access to things to where, like, I don't have to be sitting in a cell thinking about what I'm going through. I can just go and talk to people. I could go play poker. I could work out. Like, they have, like, a little... I see. Like, there was just more... Avenues to, yeah, to like, cope. Did, did the, like, the politics or seeing grown-ass men, did right. that turn you off at all? Like, it, you know what? Turn I mean, you off? What you mean, dog? these fucking dudes? See, what you mean, mean by turn you off, <laughs> dog? Let me yeah. find out. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I gotta watch out my boy T because the last podcast would be a little sus. This guy's been taking shots at me. Nah, I think for me at at that age, like I was looking to these people like they were legends, you know. Like I'm Uh, looking to these people like okay, like I'm 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 like a sponge. I'm just trying to soak up everything. He's cool. That's yeah. Like I'm just listening and I'm just like hearing the way they talk and like you know people doing Mm -hmm. this for years. You know, not just people who did it for six months. You know, like people who've been doing this for twenty years, right? And I'm just listening and looking and. Oh, you got to work out like this or you got to do... Like, I'm just soaking it all up. Like, oh, you should read or whatever it is, right? But I was very blessed in the county jail, too, though, because I had, like, a balance. I had a lot of... There was a lot of um, uh, men who who chose to be Christian at the same time, right? Okay. In the county jail while fighting their cases. So, like, those people would reach out and, and like... Like the barber, like my boy, he was a barber. His name is Ricardo, and uh, he was Christian, but he used to cut hair. So like, he'll be cutting your hair, <laughs> hooking you up for court, right? But then like hollering at you and talking about real life, and yeah. you couldn't run from that. Like you couldn't. That's run crazy. You, you cannot run from that. You're yeah. sitting in the chair, and you actually have. You're forced to soak up game. Yeah. That's a good idea. And he's like, man, what are you gonna do? Like, you know, like, or what mm-hmm. are you doing with this time? Like, just like real life stuff. So there was like negative influence, and there was po- positive right. influences mm-hmm. when I was in the county jail. That's what makes it. It's so funny you say that because the podcast that we haven't dropped yet, we had a preacher, a guy that one day he was just in, in prison and some dude just gave him a quick little, a little, hey, bro, God loves you. And from there, he said his life turned overnight. My boy was a barber, too. Let me find out it was the same guy. <laughs> right, <cutting> you up. <laughs> you <never know. laughs> Let me find you out it's the same dude. We'll know, find yeah. out once the podcast comes out. But it's interesting you say that because what about when it comes to like the fighting or like, you know, you hear about like the fighting and stabbings and things like that. What was your experience on that? Did you just more so see it on the outside? Were you ever having to be forced to be involved in anything like that? I mean, stuff takes place in that environment. You know what I mean? But at the same time, like, you always have a choice. There's always a choice with everything, right? And um, I think, like, honestly, I've just been very blessed. And, like, the the path and the way that I've been, like, carried through Mm -hmm. this journey is, like, I've, you know, I've I've experienced things and I've seen things, but um, I've been guided very very like yeah, i can no, just see no, like god, god let me sure, god yeah. let me throughout this whole journey right. right and so um i mean yeah things happen you know but ultimately- i think maybe brian's like refer more towards the sense of like even to the first comment right like you would think sometimes it either makes you or breaks you. You're like, you know what? I'm going to continue with this fucking lifestyle mm, sure. or I'm not. Or yeah. this is where I make my change or not. Some people wait till they get to the pen to make the change mm-hmm. or go to the hole the first time to be like, if I'm going to be here forever, I'd rather just change right now. Yeah. So none of that was doing it to you, though. Well, not at that age. 18. Not at 18. There. And still fighting my case. Like it, okay. was, it was like I was too focused on the way people perceive me. To, Got you. To, like, to say like. This is not for me, or right. this is for like I was just like I'm here and my mouth is shut and I'm listening and I'm just mm-hmm. I'm just trying to survive like I'm surviving in this environment, right? And 
Yeah, that's it. I was just, I was just surviving. <laughs> I was just learning how <laughs> to survive. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and being a kid and round grown men, like you have to like, you have to pick things up fast. Like there's, you know, <laughs> manipulation and innuendos and all these yeah. different things, right? Like you got to be able to like decipher. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, at least that's how I interpret it. Like mm-hmm. I want to be like, I'm not, I don't want to be a dummy. Like, yeah. So basically. I hear you. But you know, sure. that, that's a that's a unique characteristic of yours that you're yeah. able to decipher what's bullshit and what's not. You know yeah. what I mean? So I can see that um, too. Yeah, that's tough to, to be able to do something. A lot like of dudes that. are just like, fuck it, let's go. You're like, what the hell? <laughs> you don't even know what you said yes to, but you're just saying yes. You know what I mean? So yeah. how long did you do in the county before you got sentenced? So I did about seven months in the county. Damn. Okay. So it wasn't even that long. No. So you did seven months. You did, you fought, you fought most, how many court dates did you, would you say you had in the halls? Did you even have prelim there or you did everything once you got to the... I just had like, all, I don't even know what those court dates were. I just, yeah, I had my prelim when I was in juvenile hall. And okay. then, I don't know, I just had like a lot of other court dates. I don't even know yeah, what was going just on. Whatever, like, we were yeah. just going. <laughs> just sitting and there. We were going, and then we were like... We <laughs> I were mean, that's what court. it is. Yeah, a lot of times you're like, uh, well, yeah, yes, ma'am. And you're not talking to him, your lawyer is. So yeah. you're just like, all right, let's go. And that kind of right. speaks to like a lot of us not Man. understanding the criminal justice Correct. system and how a lot of people get ran over. So true. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you don't even understand. Like, I don't even understand what I was going in yeah. there for. And a lot of people didn't. Like, oh, I'm just going, but nothing's happening. Or nothing happened, I come back in two months. Yeah. Like, why? Like, what do you mean? Like, you know, a lot of that stuff is just like, we don't know. Right. We're ignorant right. too. Right. Um. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, so uh, I lost my trial in February of 2014. So like my fourth month in the county jail. That's when I lost trial. So it took you that long to catch the chain and do all that? You were, you were, so it, it was seven me, months, but. Yeah, it took me like three months to get sentenced. Damn. Yeah. Is that quick and pretty speedy? I mean, for those type of cases, I would say yes. Sometimes people, they're there five years fighting those type of cases, you know? Gotcha. I'm curious to know, um, because uh, what took place that day of the incident, there was a lot of permanent impacts, Mm -hmm. right? Especially with one of the people that were in the vehicle. When did you kind of find out that that person was like, you know, permanently hurt, you know? I think when I was, when I was about... 21, uh-huh. 20, 21, they uh, screened the documentary for us uh, when I was in prison. For me and Juan, we were in the same yard together. So they came, they're like, hey, can we, we need your guys' approval before we release it. Mm. And when I seen um, Yesenia trying to grab the cup with the, with the, um, like with that little tool, right? Like it broke my heart because I realized, like I fully, not fully, but like I understood the harm that I caused, wow. you know? And I realized that like, there's nothing I can do that will ever make that right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. And I had to accept that. No, and that's that's really. But at big. that point, I'm glad that you were able to come up to that conclusion. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Because um, if you didn't, there's an issue. You know, yeah. so I'm glad you were able to figure out like fuck. You know. Yeah. And it's, it's one thing too is is like you actually feeling something shows that you're human, like yeah. that you are someone that cared, and you did make a mistake at a young age. You know, you were just put in the wrong place, wrong time, and. And that's what happened. And then from there, like, you've learned from it and you've developed from it. You understand mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And hopefully that's something, a message that a lot of these individuals could get is that youth are youth. They make mistakes yeah. and they're true mistakes. And and they could come back from it 100%. So you met up Juan then? Like, what was that like when you met up Juan? Well, me and Juan, actually, we uh, we got transferred together to LA County Jail. Oh, okay. So we were gotcha. with each other oh, you did? LA okay. Jail. Oh, you're right. Because at the end... Both of you guys have blues on, and I yeah. tripped out. I was like, okay, so they got to be in the county at this yeah. point. Okay, yeah, so we were in the county together, which was cool. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's like you, I went with my you boy, know like somebody, like, yeah, yeah, it's your boy. So that was cool. Um, 
And it's then, good to have somebody going into that transition, right? Like, as definitely, a, like, like, yeah. Because you talked out, about yeah. that a while ago. It's like when you lose your so, boys, like, yo. So my <laughs> brother and I were in Wayside for close to two damn years. Yeah. When we got sentenced, they took us from, from East Max to Super Max. And that was the craziest feeling because that was the first time we got separated. Yeah. The whole time, a year and like eight months, we were bunkies. Yeah. It, here you go. And that's my real brother from the streets. So I know that and feeling when good, you... So. And yeah, he's you fucking, good. <laughs> good. Yeah, you know what I mean? So he did. And you know what? He cut hair too, dog, as a matter of fact. I don't know. Well, we, I a lot of barbers know. out here, yeah, dog. Barbers. Barbers is a thing. Um, shit. But yeah, no, I know that coach feeling. Having somebody, it helps you out, you know? But I will say this. When you separate from the people that you know, it, it makes you have to dive into yourself mm-hmm. a little more. You're like, fuck it. Let me figure out who I am because now I got to stand... On whatever I thoughts ideas of who I am, I said I was, you know. Yeah. So, that's, um, and I think that's what happened. Like, so we ended up getting like they broke up the units, and then uh, we, I ended up going to a different unit when I got sentenced. I was in a different unit, and uh, man, like when I got sentenced, like the day I got sent, like a lot of people always ask me too, like, oh, like how, like why were you laughing? You know, like right, right. And it's like, right. like bro, what are you supposed to do? Like what? Do you, like how are you supposed to respond to them saying? 162 years to life. Right. Like, what do you like? What did you want me to do? You know, like, you're 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 right about that, bro. I seen that, and I, you know, I have a habit of reading the comments, and yeah, uh, yeah I seen that. I was like, a lot of people might take that, not knowing again, man. You you got to take your back. You're not gonna understand the mindset unless you take yourself back to being a fucking youth. You know, yeah. that's the only way to understand that. You know, that, and then I'm not going to an environment where they're like, oh, mijo, are you good? Right, or like, how right, you doing? Right, like, right, is everything all right? right. Like, I'm going back to an environment where it's like, I got to be back focused and back. Yeah, here like, you go. I don't have time to like grieve over the there fact is no that I'm never going home. Like, yeah. it's just, it is what it is. Like, okay, let's go. Yeah. But I remember when I got back to the county jail that day, like I did, I did heroin for the first time. Whoa. I, I, did, oh, I did crystal. Man. That first day? That, that when I got back, I did uh, heroin, crystal, and then smoked a, like a joint. Like I was just trying to like, yeah, yeah, trying to de- like I was, and I had never did heroin before. Like I yeah. did like a shot of heroin, and um, I say that because nothing could fill the pain and the hurt that I had. You know what I mean? Like absolutely I tried, not. And I was trying nothing. anything, violence, like nothing could fill like how broken I was. Yeah. After like them saying at eighteen, like you, that's it. You're never going mm-hmm. home. You're never going home. Damn, that's hurtful, man. Yeah. Fool, even if I hear that, I'm going to the gym for three hours, dog. That shit kills. <laughs> I'm sorry to turn it over, y'all. I just had to make it. I'm so sorry. Went to 116 years. I'm sorry, bro. No, but good. whoa, like <sighs> that's intense. It's, it's fucking intense. Yeah. Even hearing it, like, bro, I just cannot imagine. Like, I still cannot process it. Like, and when that's I saw the problem. The, a lot of people that are going through it today still can't process it. Yeah, you know? and it's not even my life. That's the wild yeah. thing. It's not even my life, and I still can't even process it. As mm-hmm. you, as an individual, like, and you processed it. I mean, I'm, you know, it seems like you processed it. It's like, whoa, right. bro. Like, whoa, mad. Like, kudos, bro. Like, I, mad respect for that. Well, well, like you said, right? There's literally no other option. Yeah. You're, there's no. You're still gonna be there. So no matter what you do, you're you can do anything. But you're still gonna sit there in the same spot till your time is up. Yeah. You know? So, um, shit. So take us to 
you getting sentenced and, and uh, uh, catching the chain, pretty much, whatever. What was that transition like? Because that's a whole other world. Yeah. So uh, again, it was dope. I went to uh, when I when I caught he the said chain. It was dope. No, like no. <laughs> when I say what was dope about it, right, is when I caught the chain. I seen one of my boys that I was with in juvenile hall. Like okay. so, we caught okay. the chain together. Yeah. Too. Was that what's his name? Uh, Darnell or was it? No, nah, it, no? it was somebody else. Okay. And uh, he was in the compound, and we were in uh, a unit in the county together, too, a dorm in the county. So okay. it was cool, like, to run into him. Okay. But uh, so we catch the chain, and I'm just like, at this point, I'm already, like, checked out. Like, I'm like, it is what it is. This is the I'm going to go my do life. my shit. I'm done. Like, it I'm just like, it is. it is what it is, you know? So I'm not, like, scared going uh, to prison. I'm just like, I was already in L.A. County Jail, so I'm like, and that's what they always say, right? <laughs> like, like uh, the guy that said previously, like, it's true. Like, they say if you can survive the L.A. County Jail, you can survive anything. Anyway. So I was like, okay, if I did this, then I should be good, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I get to Chino, and what's crazy is, like, Chino's, like, right down the street. Like, we used to pass by Chino all the time. Like, Chino where, is That was right your next, area? That's like, where you were it's, from? It's, I'm, I was from Pomona, but it was, like, so okay. close to Pomona. Like, it's, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, like yeah. right there. And so I'm going in, I'm like, this is crazy. Like, I used to pass by here, now I'm in here, right? Damn. And just that whole long, it was an all-day process getting um, <laughs> getting intake into uh, Chino. And then I finally go to the cell, and I'm just exhausted. I just knock out. I'm like, we're going to figure out what it is tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, we're going to figure it out tomorrow, right? <laughs> so I just go in the cell, meet my celly, and I just, like, I'm out. I'm going to sleep. And uh, that's what started that next journey. So during reception, uh, it was a challenge for me. Like I went from being able to run around all day to now we're basically confined to the cell for, man, twenty three plus hours a day. Like we wow. come out for like fifteen minutes for breakfast and then fifteen minutes for dinner. You know what I mean? Like that's the only time we came out. Yeah. Uh, they would give us yard like on Friday if they in Chino they give you like these little spoons when you go to chow. And so if they a, a spoon was missing, no yard that day. Everybody slammed. So we're that. so we're literally in the cell all day. And I had to learn to to grow up. Like I'm very grateful for the reception period because that taught me how to do cell time and it taught me how to man up and like Yeah. No TVs, no radios, no store, no packages yet, nothing. Yeah, store once a month and it's only yeah. $110. Like yeah. it's like yeah. it's rough. Like and then it's you don't have no hot pots or nothing like mm-hmm. that. It's just you're just in there. And um Marcelli was like Marcelli had did uh he was a white baby and he was like, Look, man, like you're gonna have to like learn so you have to read or you have to do something because we're not just going to talk. He, did he see you like not kind of like, all right, I got to put this fool up on game type of deal? Yeah, definitely. He definitely, he was like in his 30s, but um, he, he definitely taught me a lot. Like he's like, look, like mm-hmm. he was cool. He was cool. He laced me up on a lot of good stuff, like just on how to just navigate this Kill next, time, this next journey. Was, yeah. Yeah. And so um, it's crazy though, because in Chino is where like I made a huge decision. So while I was in Chino, um. I started like going to church. That's the only time we would be able to okay. get out. So I would go to church and uh, I started reading the Bible for myself. And I just felt like I felt convicted in myself. Like nobody told me like, hey, don't do this. Don't do that. I just mm-hmm. felt in myself like, man, I can't come out and introduce myself as this person from here no more. I just felt like it was fake. Like I felt like I was starting to really look at who I was. And I was like, you know what? Um, do I want to go full throttle and just, you know, I know what this life entails, like what it's going to lead to. Mm-hmm. Like, do I want to keep victimizing people do i want to keep hurting do i want to keep destroying lives or do i want to give um and still be a leader to my little sisters who are the only ones writing me to my mom who's the only one putting money on my books right right and so i went out to the yard and i told the person that i needed to like hey look i'm gonna be a christian 
And he Whoa. was like, what? Yeah, no, what was, what was man, how does that even... Because I'm not... I'm, if I had Jared pull it up to me, tell me you want to be a Christian dog, I'd, just, I'd be like, for sure. You better giggle yeah. right now, my boy. Because <laughs> like, I'm I'm 18 years old with a, with a life sentence, so there's like a yeah, certain man. like idea. like, And I was just like, you that's know what? It's tough to do, man. Tough as hell to do. A lot of people don't know. Yeah, I was There's like, a lot that's expected of you. Sorry to cut you off. Nah, so. it's good, yeah. Yeah, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to serve God. And uh, some people who respected it, some people didn't. But I was like, you know, I made this decision. I'm around yep, it. Just yep. like I made the decision when when I when I joined, like when I got jumped in, like I just made the same decision. I was like, I'm not going to go nowhere. Like I'm not going right. to lock it up. I'm not going to go PC. Right, right. I'm just going to do this. Mm -hmm. what, what do you think it was? Do you think it was having transitioning into a real cold-ass cell and, and having a realize that you're killing time by mopping the floor, shining the sink? What what do you think it was that said, you know what, this can't be me forever? I'm hoping that, I'm thinking that's what you, right? No, that yeah. had to have been an idea. I think it was like a lot of time just to think about like the potential I had in life. Okay. Oh. You know, I started to look mm -hmm. at like all all like the opportunities, what I could have, you know, where I, where I could have been right now. I could have been in college or I could have been doing different things. Mm -hmm. And then just realizing like just the people that I hurt. So one thing that was like extremely powerful for me is I wrote a list of everybody that had harmed you know, everybody that mm. I harmed that I could think of. And, and I apologized to each and every one of them. And it like broke my heart. You know, like it broke my heart to look at this list and see that I had hurt so many people. Wow. You know what I mean? And I'm I physically, That's emotionally, tough. just yeah. in so many ways. And then looking at how I affected my sisters. And then I made a list of everybody who had harmed me. Mm -hmm. And I forgave every one of them, mm. you know. And it was that process right there kind of like showed me like, man, there's more to life. You know, and I know that I know there's no half stepping. Like mm -hmm. I was like, if I'm gonna be in this lifestyle, then it's like you're all the way in. There's no like I'm in and I'm kind of out. Like no, either you're in or you're out. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? Like, and then for me, like just reading the Bible and seeing who Jesus was became real for me. And I was just like, you know what? Like this is real. Like, and this is what I want to do. Like I want to be the light in this area. Like yeah. I want to be the light in the midst of this darkness. Yeah. And I just made that decision. Hey, and, and ironically enough, most of the times the one book that you first get is the Bible, <laughs> that's, right? So yeah. that that's um, and it takes man, it takes balls, you know, it takes yeah. balls to do that, and and the fact that you knew that's not what you wanted, I commend you for, yeah. you know, off rip, you didn't need to go through shit, you knew exactly what path was for you and what wasn't, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, at that point, no documentary still, See, people still don't know who Jared is. No, okay. And so uh, from there, it's crazy because after I made that decision, um, I turned 19 and I had been in a recession for like four months already. Usually people are in there two, three months, they're out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pushing like five months in here. I'm like, I'm starting to go crazy. Like, I need to get a mind. I want to get the main line. Yeah. And you're hearing I, stories about packages and yeah. hot pots and tamales and you're like, what the fuck? And then we get the package, the package book. So you're already making wish lists. <laughs> like I want some Nikes or like whatever it is, right? Mm. And then... Um, be, at this time, they like the youth offender program in prisons was still being formed. So YOPs. Yeah. Okay. So I had level four points, and I didn't have any like I have a life sentence. Like everything just points right. to like sending me to a level four. So when I go to the committee, um, I go in front of like a board, and they're like, uh, uh, "Why should we send you to a level three? And then I just started going in because I want to go to college, and I want like I started like Whoa, I had been thinking okay. about these right. things in the cell. Like I want to go to college. I want to do this. I want to being programs, I want to get a good job. Like I started laying it out and they're like, they start asking me little questions like, oh, you get those tattoos in here. Like, little, you know, like they start trying to pick me apart a yeah. little bit. And I was just like true to what I was talking about. So I was right. like, oh no, all this is from the streets. Like, you know, they're like, who mm -hmm. you run with? I was like, man, I run with myself. Right. They were trying to spin me up with everything. And I was yeah. just, I was prepared. And uh, they gave me the opportunity to go to, to Ironwood. 
So they were like, all right, we're going to, you got Ironwood. And I think it was like, uh, there was another level three. I can't I can't remember exactly, but it was Santanella, Ironwood. Maybe, maybe Sentinella, yeah. Ones, yeah. It was like two level threes, but I was like, Ironwood sounded like the land of milk and honey. I was like, let's go. Man, <laughs> man, okay. Like that's okay. what I heard the other yeah. time the other guy said on the podcast. I was like, that's how like CMC West, that's how we did see CMC West. Right. Like that was supposed to be like that. The Ice best cream and ducats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny money and all that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh yeah, so then now I'm going to Ironwood. What was that? What's Bro, that whole I respect thing. that so much, man, that you fucking put on your, your thinking yeah. cap and you made it happen, you know? Yeah. What does it look like uh, going to the committee? Like, how many heads are in uh, there? Yeah, I don't, I've never I'm been curious, to that. What is that? Because like? I hear people talk about that, especially when they try to parole or, or probation. They try to, they have to go do those yeah. kind of little meetings, right? Yeah, so it's um, like a counselor, like I think like the associate warden or somebody was in there. And then it was like a, a educator, like a teacher, like a, uh-huh. a teacher that teaches in prison and all that. And then like a mental health. Damn. It was like a, like four or five people in there. That's a lot of heads. And I was just like, let's go. You bro. didn't have to like, like petition or anything like that? Nah, not at that time. Damn, okay. Yeah. They just brought me in like like I was supposed to go level four and I was like, man, I want to get override. Right, yeah. right, yeah. right. Um, Yeah, no, no, that's fucking badass. I thought you were going to, I thought maybe Scott or something, because Scott helped my brother out too. Yeah. Um, get him from Folsom, I think, where he was at, and they put him in fucking Ironwood. Um, damn. So okay, so so you get upstate, bro. Yeah. Now you touch Ironwood. That was your first. Yeah, first. Place okay. Ironwood. So Ironwood. Uh, so I'm 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 majority white ethnicity, right? So when I pull up to the yard, everybody wants to know where I'm from, right? So everybody like, where are you from? Like, where are you from with, right? And don't I'm tell like, me they're like, what? I'm no. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm like, I'm, yeah. A Christ- I'm a Christian. They're like, yeah, but like, where were you from? Okay, so you got to yes. like give them like a little bit. <laughs> yeah. like, they're like, oh, okay, okay. You like, yeah. That's not a race, my friend. <laughs> Christian is not a race. What race are you? Yeah, who are you run with? Dude? Right. But uh, so yeah, I went through that process of like establishing my identity on okay. the main line. You know, like establishing that like this is who I am. Um, and then they're all like, how much time you got? I'm like, I got all day. Well. And tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm Man, here today, bro, and tomorrow, tomorrow, and the weekend. Like, I'm, I'm here forever. Like, I'm here. But this is what I'm on. Like, this yeah. is what I'm doing. And some people, like I said, you know, some people would shake my hand. Some people wouldn't. You know, that's just... It's the name of the game. That's just, just how it is. is yeah. You know, like, people... Like, one thing that I learned, I always try to tell, like, young people is, like, look, people are going to talk... They're going to speak up on you whether you was the most turned up or the most turned down. These people are still going to have your name in their mouth, mm-hmm. and they're going to try to smut you up. Like, it is what yeah. it is, right? So I'd rather be me. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. Like, I was like, look, man, I'm serve Christ. Like, that's what I'm going to do. And uh, it's dope, though. Like, over time, like, people did respect it. But going into Ironwood was amazing because, like, you go to Ironwood and they're like, hey, come to education with, like, the education area and, like, your brother. And then, like, they had, yeah. like, they you go in there, they do a whole case management. Like, what I do you want to do? Like, you want to get your degree? Man. And what do you want to get your degree in? Like, what are your goals? It was you damn near interrogation, huh? Man, it was it was dope, though. Like, it mm-hmm. was, like, like stuff that, that they're doing out here. Like, just setting up your whole plan. Like, what are your long-term goals, short-term yeah. goals? So I was like, man, I, I landed in a, an amazing place Correct. to continue to flourish. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, um, seriously, probably the best spot. I think Ironwood has the most programs. The most they're, lifers they're, coming home. The most lifers coming home. Wow. It's proactive there, man. They're, Where's Ironwood? Nothing, um, Blythe, I believe, California, yeah. towards what? What border is that? Is Arizona? it Arizona? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Damn. So you're in the middle of the desert. Desert. Middle of the desert. 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 Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Little light in the middle of the desert. You know? <laughs> right. Oh, hell no! Machine right. breaks out there, man. Hundred, hundred, what? Hundred fifteen is rattlesnakes oh, and shit, or what? I heard. I don't know. Rattlesnakes. Nah, I never seen oh, okay. <laughs> Biggest fear, dog. <laughs> rattlesnakes. But you were going through Fuck these programs, right. and you're really like getting that feel and really getting that help. Yeah. So, um, and then like. 
Ironwood was different though too because the culture at that time was still lifers weren't going home. Uh huh. But you had a group of men um, who were lifers. Some had life without, or some had a long time, like mm-hmm. your, like your brother did, and um, they were creating a different culture. Like they were like, look at this, is what we do, like. It's, we, we break bread together. Like, it was just mm-hmm. like, it, it felt like a family. Like, you were coming into a family. If you were like a juvenile who committed a crime, went through this process, and now you're here, you are in prison with a life sentence. It's like, mm-hmm. you're not just on your own. You had like a community. And like, we had like the sports that we played, like, we were the yops, you know, we were the youth defenders. Like, if we played soccer, basketball, that's funny, softball, yeah. like, we were the yops. I heard like, that that's term so much from <laughs> fucking, man. <laughs> yep. Like that's what we I heard those baseball games were serious as hell. Well, we won the first uh, championship. Like that's we, crazy. We fought a championship. Yeah, big, <laughs> you want to play baseball, big dog? There you go. What'd y'all get for that? Like a nice lunch or what's sodas, up? Sodas. What? Yeah, we got some sodas. sodas? <laughs> we got bragging rights. That's what we got. Bragging rights. The biggest definitely. thing of Yeah. So, um, so Ironwood, the journey in Ironwood, was, it was amazing too. Like, I finally ended up leaving Ironwood, but throughout the process of being Iron in Ironwood, like, the good thing about prison. And in one sense is that people see you, so they see if you're real or not, mm-hmm. right? And so what started off mm-hmm. in the beginning as like all oh, these kids probably scared or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Um, transformed into like people feeling comfortable, comfortable or confident to come to me and ask like, "Hey, can you pray for me? Can you pray for my mom?" That's or like, "This is what I'm going through." That's dope, man. And, and I had wow. developed through going to a lot of these groups and just working on myself, like the emotional intelligence to not just laugh things off, but to be able to hear people mm-hmm. out when they were going through things and yeah. to be like. A counselor, you know, mm-hmm. like to be a counselor on the yard and um, and just it, it was that part was amazing when I reflect. That's beautiful, back. Yeah. yeah, that's hella beautiful. Question: At what point in time during the Ironwood sentence or your time there did the documentary drop? So the documentary dropped in like 2015, 16. So like a year, a year or two years into me being in Ironwood, it dropped. So nobody had expected it that that people were gonna start like. Man, bro, that was that was like I can imagine, dog. Yeah, that was like that was like nerve wracking to like have the documentary drop and my whole life just be on full blast. Right, right. (laughs) You probably damn near forgot, or you're like, all right, whatever. Yeah, I used to go to visiting, and everybody used to be like, hey, we know that guy. Like, like I started getting like stacks of mail from like all over the world, like all over the country. God, it was crazy. It was a it was a crazy time. Like I was like a celebrity, but it's like in jail, you don't really want to be a celebrity. You just kind of want to just like just you just want to just do. Radar, yeah. yeah, like the cops, like then I was like cops hitting my cell, like you know, just like it just brought like different attention. You know what I mean? You think it was was it over a uh, majority negative or positive? right? Good question. It or, was majority positive because I think of what I was on, because okay. people were like, "Damn, you have a hundred something years," and um, it's like you're going to groups and you're going to like like I didn't have no write ups. Yeah, like, I was staying out the way, and so that was like different. I think like I was be able, I was able to like be a testimony to mm-hmm. that, you know. And they'd be like, what are you like? Why are you doing this stuff for? Like, why are you even like mm-hmm. you're never going home? I was like, man, I just don't want to be who I was when I committed that crime. You know what I mean? That's why I do this stuff. That's my who, who were some of those people like critiquing you like that? Was it just other inmates? COs, COs. Uh, some people in there, you know what I mean? There's yeah. some negative people in there, but um majority of times like COs, you know, they want to try and like get under your skin. And I Definitely, just yeah. I just smile it off. Like, yeah, it's good. Like I already know. I already know damn well. Jerry was getting all the highness through those through the mail, dog. <laughs> I don't know. It's I feel like question. my girl good probably question. sent a letter real quick. Baby, oh, you sent right. letters to this fool. <laughs> but for real, like, uh, was there like yeah. a letter that, like, anything that you remember, like, letter that really touched you or anything that you got yeah, that you were like, question. whoa, like, 
Nah, it was it was deep. There was a lot of people like reaching out, like man, like my my son's going through this, or like my brother, or mm-hmm. like man, you're inspiration, like you got, or like a lot of stuff, like you got done dirty, like you know. There's a lot of like mm-hmm. a lot of stuff, but like majority of it was just like people like, man, keep your head up, like keep going, like persevere. So like that type of encouragement, um, it was it was dope to have, like Hell yeah. to have just random people that I didn't know being like, hey, like stay strong, like you're gonna come home one day, like. Cause I didn't believe I was gonna go home one day. No, I promise you. Like, wow. if anybody we're that, with, man. like they people used to tell me, like, bro, you're going home one day, and I used to be like, nah, like you know, I'm not really tripping on it, like, yeah, because I had to live with this. I had to live with this sentence, you know. And uh, one thing, one one thing that I think, uh, oh, PBS had wrote to me, right? And they asked me about, they asked me some questions, right? And I and I told them like, um, oh, they asked me, did I feel my sentence was just? And I'm like. How do you answer that? Like, like That's what what equates what, what, right what yeah. equates to what I've done? Like, what is the the equal? Like, there is That's no who's equal. to say that there's that's a righteous outcome or not. Exactly. Who's the decider for that? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I, I don't feel like I got done wrong. I don't think that this is an injustice. I don't know what is justice. You know, mm, all I know whoa. is that I'm that's just deep. gonna like I was at peace. Like, it's it's crazy to say, but like even in prison, like I was I was at peace because. Of the way I was living, like I didn't mm-hmm. have that stress. Like I had, like, like Christ in my life. It was real. Like I just felt good. Like I woke up with a smile. Yeah. Like I was, and, and not every day was good, right? Like some days were hard, mm-hmm. but the ability to persevere was because that strength was coming from somewhere greater, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. one thing that I was very grateful for. That's so cool, man. I just it, I love hearing it too because I could tell how you're genuinely happy because you you found something that led you to just. Be at peace with yourself. To be at peace sure. with yourself. Yeah. That's yeah. a great way to put it. Yeah. So that's is so this is kind of like a segue. When did you start kind of you had no idea you were getting out, you mentioned. You had no idea. When did you find out? Or at least did you get like a little hint of something or anything? Like when did when you got out? So actually when his brother, his brother, like, so they started talking about commutations, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what the hell a commutation is, right? Bro, I don't I even know, know what that know is right now. What, <laughs> what the fuck is that, y'all? Can y'all tell me right now? Like so, that. <laughs> so his his brother and another guy that that we're all in the same building uh-huh. and, and close with, um, they filed for commutation, which is basically like for the governor to review your sentence and see oh. if they'd be willing to give you something lesser. Gotcha. And so when I seen his brother, because me and his brother were, were were tight too, you know what I mean? Like we worked together, uh, played softball together, you know, played basketball and all that. Dope. Uh, he taught me how to like write essays like in college APA format and all that, right? Mm-hmm. And Crazy. so like when I seen Forgot him, about that. <laughs> like like they called him to the program office and it was like, hey, your sentence commuted to ten, uh, I think 10, 10 years or something yep. like that. It was yep. like ten years, right? And they were like, hey, you guys are going home in three days. And it was like seeing these guys that like we moved with every day. That they were going home was like, what the hell? Like this is crazy. Yeah, like yeah. this is this is yep. possible. And, and I want to say just in general too. Most of the time, especially like Jared said, your sentence, you're expected to do at least a dub at or something dub. like that. You know, so my brother had 22 without life. But again, you would think 15 minimum before you even have ideas of going aboard or trying to get out. Mm-hmm. So those 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 commutations were mm-hmm. insane at the time. It was People like the lottery, bro. Like, yeah. Like, what yeah. the fuck? It went from all the way to I'm going to be an old man to boom. You know, a lot of people were just like, it, and what I from what I know from what he's told me. It, it literally gave hope to the whole fucking yard. It did. You know, so that's amazing that that had that power to do that, you know? Because it's, it's like, I'm telling you, it sounded like the like the lottery. Like, oh, you you know, they show this person won it in, like, Indiana. It's like, all right, <laughs> like, you never know nobody that won the lottery, right? <laughs> and then you, yeah. you see people, not only just people that you know, but people that you rub elbows with. 
like win the lottery and it's like wow that's insane and then seeing like these two these two men that got it were like they have every degree that there is to have like they like they weren't just like regular guys either so they set the bar high like okay we got to grind we got to try and take advantage of everything that's here and then uh when it kind of came real to me that I thought that I could ever go home mm -hmm. is a, a friend of mine named Joseph Osorio he got uh found suitable and he was like the first lifer and he was a juvenile lifer that I seen to get found suitable and go home and I was like Damn, like that's my boy, and I was like, "Bro, you're going home, bro. That's like that's crazy. Like you're going home." How and old was he? He was a youngster too at the time. Still? Nah, he was like thirty. He was in his thirties. That's still gotcha. good though. Yeah, it sucks that we think in those terms that that's good, but given the sentences, some guy, you, some most of the time you're forty five years old, fifty. Wow. Just so to get found a, suitable yeah, seemed like man. like that was like the next thing. So you could get commuted to get an opportunity, but then to go before board and get found suitable was like another like huge like. That's just like suitable. Just it give you get an opportunity. That's it. No, like suitable to, is them saying like, yeah, you can go home now. Yeah. Oh, and I think the last person that has some say is the governor. Yeah. Uh -huh. But most of the time, if they find you suitable, he agrees with them, and you get to go. Gotcha. Okay. Um. But again, a lot, a lot of the times that, the, especially in like two thousand tens. It was really unheard of. Lifers didn't start getting it out till I think once 14 and up, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, at least 14. At least 14, probably 15, 16 when yeah. a lot of them. 17, 18, you start seeing more. Like you start, yeah. and, and more is like two or three. You Correct. know what I mean? Like more is not yeah. like 10, 15. Like it's yeah. like, okay, you start seeing two or, like you start hearing a yes instead of a no every time. Mm -hmm. But uh, for me, so I filed for commutation in 2017. And so in 2017, I filed for a commutation of sentence. Um, I just put it all in there. Like, I'm just going to take a shot. Just, That's all it was, huh? Just yeah. filing the paperwork and all that? Presenting yourself in the best way possible. And uh, I got interviewed in 2018 for a commutation of sentence. So they brought me in there. I got interviewed. The interview went great. Did anybody recognize you? Yeah, the, the person that interviewed me, she knew who I was. Shit. Oh, oh, wow. And uh, so I'm like, okay, like I could go home, like something can happen. And then, bro, uh, I'm in the gym playing basketball, and I have a seizure. What? And they hit me with Narcan. And For I a guess seizure, I, really? Yeah. Okay. They, so they thought I overdosed. So I, I guess I started tripping out. And so, uh, long story short, I, I wake up in the hospital, and I'm like, what the hell? Like I had peed on myself. You know what I mean? Like I what? didn't know what was going on. And they're like, hey, you had a seizure. I was like, oh damn, that's Full crazy. They're like, hey, you mind if we do like blood work just to make sure that it was an overdose? I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's good. Go ahead. All mm -hmm. that, right? Blood work came back negative, all that, right? And then I go, they take me back to the to the prison from the hospital and they're like, hey, you're going to the hole. I was like, going to the what hole? What the hell? For what? For what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I'm going to the hole. I'm like, I didn't do shit. I was playing basketball. You know? I'm like, what? <laughs> they're like, uh, battery on a peace officer. I was like, what? what? So I'm like, this is crazy. No like, I'm way. like, this opportunity, like, I just felt like it just got, like, snatched. Right. And then, so now I'm in the hole, and uh, I'm fighting. You really went in the hole and everything. And really, they went through with it, huh? I went to my my hearing. My I had, um, they give you an s and &E, and the s and &E is supposed to, like, gather, like, the evidence for you and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And I had the COs who were sitting on me while I was in the hospital, like, verify the fact that it was a seizure, that they heard the doctor say it was a seizure. I had the medical documents. I had the UA. I had everything, right? And then uh, I went in, the lieutenant's like, um, I, I, I spit. I was like, yeah, I felt like Johnny Cochran in there. I'm like, the good, you know, went in and I gave my whole case. And he's like, yeah, I don't care about any of that. You're guilty. I was what? Like, what the hell? I just felt like the weight of the world just like, damn. So, so what the hell happened? They tried to say while you were having a seizure, they tried to restrain you or and yeah, you and fought back I, or yeah, some and then shit? I, I battered an officer. Wow. Bro, those dudes are... 
I don't even want to say it. That's scandalous. That is a dirtbag activity right there to so, the fullest. Oh so they gave God. me a shoe term. They gave me a shoe term, and I'm back there, and I filed an appeal. Uh, a guy that was there. Uh, it seems unreal, bro. He was a life right. I've been down for a long time. He's like, hey, I'm going to help you file this appeal. He's like, this isn't right. And uh, everybody was shipping out, too. Like, he went to the hole. Like, they're like me. They're like, Jerry. Right. Like, Jerry went to the right. hole. Like, that's crazy. And so um, I filed the appeal. And out of nowhere, um, like two months into being in the hole, they just come to my door like, hey, they dropped everything. You're going back to the yard. I was like, whew. I was like, I felt relieved. Like, man, like, yeah, like that part. Like, yeah. it's supposed, like, what's supposed right. to happen. And so I go back to the yard and uh, I start seeing other people get commuted. Like, all the other people who were, got interviewed around the same time, who had put in the paperwork around the same time, and nothing. November. So they were doing it in November, December, and like Easter, right? November, nothing. December, nothing. Damn, so you're like... I'm like, damn, I lost the opportunity. I was like... It's what, was that a one-time thing that you can apply for? Or was it conti- is it continuously? Once a you, year? You can stay on the desk, but like like I said, it's like the lottery, though. So like to even get an interview into like... You feel oh, like... Oh, snap. Okay. So I'm like, damn, like I, it's over now. Like my one shot, you know, my one I shot, the it. golden ticket is gone. Right. Like, it's over with. Man. And so uh, I was like, you know what? Like I got to transfer... Um, I got transferred prisons. Like the police started messing with me. Like they were pulling me out at, at like six in the morning, taking pictures of my tattoos. Just searching why do you myself. think that just, was though? I don't know. I, they just. I think that I beat the case, and then I had um, um, some people helping me from uh, Loyola's ju- uh, juvenile and, and ju- juvenile innocence and fair sentencing clinic. I had some people from there helping me. And so I, I don't even they, know how you said that right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the way you pronounced that, though. That was smooth. That was how the fuck did you say that right now? <laughs> <laughs> what is it called, bro? It was smooth. Like, yeah. yo, what? Okay, my bad. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, I think I just had, like, people from the outside, and I think that they just weren't feeling that. And so I transferred to Solano to a level two. Mm-hmm. So which is good. I'm like I'm going down level. A little like, more up north though. A little right? a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> a lot more yeah. a lot further. And uh I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna take a leap of faith and try to, you know, shift it up. Like I was mm-hmm. comfortable in Ironwood. I had established myself, I was good. But I was like, you know what? Like it's just I felt like it was just that time to go. Yeah. And, and so I went to Solano and Solano was cracking. Really? Yeah. Solano two, was huh? violent. It was like the most violent. And uh same thing though. I went, you know, same you thing. You did you. I went and did me. And uh but I'm not gonna lie, like during that period of time, like um it was rough. Like I was married and uh me and my wife separated during that time. Uh I lost the commutation. I couldn't get a job over there because of my time. Like they wouldn't let you in certain areas. It was just a different prison with different rules. Got and it. they just like really micromanaged everything. Mm-hmm. And so like I went through like a period of time where it was rough. Like I, I felt like giving up. I was like, this stuff is like Go back to doing what was easy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it was hard. Like, it was really hard. And I just, by the grace of God, like, I continued just to persevere. And out of nowhere, I had came in from yard, got out the shower, made a little uh, soup with some mackerel in it. <laughs> and uh, the captain comes to my bunk, because it's like the beginning of COVID, so, like, they weren't really letting people out as much. You know, mm-hmm. like, one building will be at a yard at a time. And he's like, hey, uh, your sentence has changed to 10 to life. And I was like, what? Like out of nowhere, bro. How like random just, is that? Yeah. Just out the blue. This is like two years later. This isn't yeah. this is in 2020. Hey, your sentence community. I mean, he didn't even say community. He's just like, hey, uh, your sentence is 10 to life. I was like, what the hell? I'm like, that don't play with me, bro. Like, yeah. I got too much time. Don't play with me. Like, I don't play like that. Hey, I don't and play with time. From a CO. 
Yeah, like you would think you'll go to a damn counselor, or yeah, counselor, or lawyer, or somebody come see you or whatever. So I get on the phone damn. Uh, after count time and I call Scott like, hey, bro, they said I got 10 to life. He's like, yeah, bro, congratulations. You got commuted. Oh, and I was man. like, man, my heart just like, I was like, man, all the hard work, like all the sacrifice, all wow. the like just being obedient, like all the just putting my head down and just going like, I'm like, man, it's, it's paying off, you know? And then uh, it was dope though, because I always like had the the mindset of like, I'm never going home, but my bag's always ready in case they crack the gates. That's how I lived. Like mm. I'm never going home, but if they do crack the gates, my bag is ready. I don't need to get nothing together. I'm ready to go. And so when they did that, I went for my psyche vow. I was prepared. Um, I went before board six months later. So uh, September, so they, they commuted me in March of 2020. September 2020, I went in front of uh, the board. I got found suitable in my first hearing, which is like unheard, unheard of. of. Yeah, really? at 25. At 25, Why I got found suitable. go that fast? No. And then at 25, I was like, they're going to use the juvenile law against me. They're going to mm-hmm. be like, oh, your brain's barely been developed. Right. Like, you're not ready. Uh, you got to see. I can see that, yeah. And uh, that was just like my own mindset, right? And against by, you, huh? That, yeah. that sounds, that's mad. That's what I thought. Yeah. But they, they didn't. No, yeah. yeah, they didn't, though. They were like, yeah, no, it's, um, you're good. And they, they found me suitable by the grace of God. And uh, man, I came home December of 2020. Wow. Right before Christmas, December 22nd. So basically 2021, essentially, right? Yeah, and there. Yeah. Oh, that's fresh. That's still that's fresh. fresh. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm happy Damn. for you. So that's the holidays, So you got too. your sentence commuted, but you still had life. I still had tender life, yeah. And then it just so happened to where you had enough time in where you go for your first board I hearing. I go to board right away. Because if it would have been too fast, you still would have had to wait the standard time to whatever it is to go to parole? No? Uh, I don't know. I, that's just how they did it. That's how they know, did it. I don't even know where they came up with that number. Like, I, I, I just, mean, either like 10 to life. What crime is 10 to life nowadays? You yeah. Know? I, I think they just, you just yeah. use this Whatever it is, it was love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was love. <laughs> We're Damn. Out for you. So what was it like getting out? Man, bro. What'd uh, you do? So Scott picked me up. <laughs> And uh, bro, when I walked I seen out, that on Facebook. Yeah, when I yeah. walked out the gates, bro, literally on Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> damn fool, you gotta hop on Instagram, bro. I am, <laughs> you gotta get on Facebook. <laughs> Think about it, all the old timers are like, on Facebook. Damien was about to be like, I saw this That's shit right. on MySpace. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you gotta be right, right. Go ahead. I'm bad, glad I'm bad. not the only one. Thank y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you have an audience that's giving me a hype right now. Don't do that. Don't give them. <laughs> go ahead. So I walk out, bro, and I'm still not thinking it's real until I actually walk out. And I, I, it literally feels like a backpack of bricks just fell off. Like, wow. like it literally felt like that. Like all the tension, everything just felt just like it fell off. And I was like, man, bro, let's get out of here. <laughs> I was like, let's get out of here. And he took me to Starbucks. And uh, <laughs> this fool went to Starbucks. Yeah, I had to get some real coffee. You know what I mean? After all these years. <laughs> real coffee. Yeah, yeah no more Folgers. You know. You know what's okay. ironically enough? I picked up my brother from. Uh, it could have been it was Ironwood, right? Because he pulled yeah, from, from Ironwood. Ironwood. Yeah. yeah. So I picked him up from Ironwood. We stopped at whatever outlets. Yeah. First thing he grabs is Starbucks. He's like, hey, you think we that's get interesting. that? I'm like, let's go. I'm like, let's go get that's that. Really, so that's really like kind of yeah. like, oh, I, I, I want don't some know. Fresh. It, just, it so happens to be that it was It's because Starbucks is fucking everywhere. That's why. <laughs> yeah, it's in every got, fucking corner is the first yeah, thing you're going to see. Let's keep it real here. Exactly Starbucks why. just happens to be on every corner. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh, so. It's the bougie people's uh, liquor store. Man, hey. That's a good way to put it. I'm like, I get the frat wrap. He's a vanilla bean with fucking the whole thing. Child temp. Whipped cream. Almond milk. Oh, and, yeah, uh, yeah. He sounds a little too good at that. 
something. Bro. Hey, oh T sounds God. way too good at that. You I be am. doing that? It just happened recently, dog. <laughs> recently, I swear. I never. I still say large. I converted. Go. Yeah. <laughs> I refuse to say venti. I say large. Yeah, so I don't either. Know. I'll be like, let me get the middle one. Like, Thank you. In the you middle, know, they're like the, whatever they say. Y'all are making me feel sus, Because I've been saying, we get a grande. Let me get a tall venti. Oh, look at this. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. Fuck it. I don't care, y'all. I don't care. Got that Starbucks language. <laughs> so you hit Starbucks and then from there you got your what'd you get? Uh, Do you remember what you got? Man, I don't even remember, bro. Okay. To be honest with you. It was some type of drink with whipped cream and you know all the yeah, good stuff. The on whole it. shebang, yeah. Yeah. And then uh from there, bro, just rolling with Scott, went to Target. Um you know like one thing I appreciate about Scott appreciate about Scott though is like he didn't like he was like, Bro, you gotta learn how to order. Like so like when we were at Starbucks, <laughs> off the bat, I'm huh? looking at the thing, I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna get what he got. Like, no, you're not gonna get what I got. Like, you gotta you gotta pick something. I was yeah. like, all right. I'm like, damn, let me let me get that one right there. Like, or what you like? That's that was like my go-to for like the first year I was out. I would right, always right. ask like the waiter or waitress, like, hey, what you like? Like, what do you what do you, what do you get here? <laughs> yeah, I feel it. Until you I know? figured out what I liked. Yeah, you know? that's true. Just having choices was different. Mm-hmm. So um Damn, I the fact that what you just said right now is so powerful. The fact that you had choices. Choices, yeah. man. It's so well, well, true. Well, this is the thing, right? The glad that you realized yeah. that now you had choices because the choices were always there. Right. But we're, again, different circumstances, different everything, right? Because, again, some kids may grow up. Your neighbor may yeah. not have gone through the same thing, but you guys grew up together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I tell people, we're just all fucking built different. Yeah. You know, different strokes for different folks. Mm-hmm. I may have a trigger that the next man doesn't. You yeah. Know, it just yeah. is what it is. Exactly. Um, shit, so you, you got your Starbucks... Where do you guys go? What do you guys do? So yes, yeah, and so, I can imagine with Scott, you know, yeah. what I mean? like like. Uh, but you gotta remember, this is the middle of COVID. This is twenty twenty. Oh my god, the world is shut down. That is like, so true. And everything's zombies are outside. Yeah, nobody's there. There's not even really people outside like that. Like Damn, everybody got a mask weird. on. It was just like a different world than what I knew. And so uh, we ended up going to like uh, the little ranch, uh, Chuck and Daniel's ranch, that now that ARC owns. Um, Ooh, okay. But we went up there, got some. Uh, we ate steak and shrimp, so I got like a nice home cooked meal. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after that, bro, like that was it. Now it was figuring out life. Now it's the journey. Now I'm now free. It's now the, it's the next mountain, right? Right. Now it's it's, um, ironically enough, the hard part. Yeah. You know. Yeah, real life. Mm-hmm. So um, transitional house. So I did the transitional house for six months, and uh, it's crazy because I lived right next to like a Domino's and across the street from a gas station. And I promise you, bro, it took me like three months to walk to the gas station just because it was so like foreign to me. It was like so odd that I could just go outside and just the street, concrete, Whoa. cars. It was like so crazy. Mm. And I was telling um, I was telling uh, Anna, Anna, and then when I first came, like, I mean, when I first was walking out, like, it was crazy to be in the streets without a gun. Like, even though, like, all these years I had changed, like, in all these years, yeah. I, it was so crazy to be like walking down the street. I remember it hit me. I was walking down the street from the DMV. I was like, oh, damn, I'm not strapped up. I started, like, getting paranoid, like, looking around mm-hmm. where I'm at. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't need a gun no more. <laughs> like, it, like, it hit me. Yeah. But it was, like. You walk in a different path. You don't need a gun no more. Right. Yeah. But it was, like, it's crazy how, like, that stuff was, like, it came back. And I was like, oh, damn, like, it's good. Like, I don't yeah. got to worry about it. That, that's that's the perfect example of trauma right yeah. there, you know. That's what happens, you know, from a traumatic event. Having gone through all that shit, mm-hmm. you fucking still think you need a gun, Man. you know. So you, were, it seemed like you were already kind of getting into like a, a program. You were getting into programs as soon as you got out. So when I first got out, like I was doing like Zoom stuff because mm-hmm. that's all that there was. That's so true. I was doing like Zoom stuff. And then um, I was going to start working uh, as a landscaper. And like I had to take like the bus for like two hours. And so oh. I was talking to the to the guy that owned the company. I was like, okay, let me try to navigate how to do this. And then um, 
I was like, this is just not going to work. I'm going to be on the bus for four hours? No. Like, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, it's going to cost me more money going back and forth to work mm. than it is. And so I was like, all right. And then I was going to do uh, California Justice Leaders. And then uh, while I was going to do California Justice Leaders, an opportunity opened up for me to do an internship at the Capitol. And I was like, okay. So I, I, uh, I got told to interview for it. I went and interviewed for it. Um, and I was transparent, you know, like I'm like, because I'm like, there's a damn documentary. Like if they look me, they Google me, they're going to know part. who I am. So I was just Get like, bro. So I was like, that yeah. is insane. I never, I never <laughs> I thought about, about that. Like, that. are you the guy? You know what I mean? Like, man. No, yeah. So 15, I, I was in. chilling. I was working at McDonald's at 15. Like, yeah. <laughs> the fool's a whole ass documentary. Look, that guy's a lookalike. Yeah. Huh? yeah. <laughs> I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> right. And, and the good part is that realistically, yeah, it's your whole unrelated now. You know Right. And so I was able to, like, I went into the interview and I just shared my story. I was like, and this is how I'm here today. Mm. And uh, they gave me the opportunity. So I started working as an intern uh, for Senate District 30 and doing, like, constituent casework. And people were calling in. I was trying That's to help them get their word. ADD money. <laughs> so, okay. Oh, is that right? Okay. okay. Yeah. So I did that for, like, I did that. I worked for, like, Transportation Committee. I was help I was just doing whatever they asked me to do. And then in uh, September of 21, I got hired full-time for the Senate Public Safety Committee. And so this is the wow. committee that hears every bill that has to do with crime, basically, right? Or prison policies and stuff like that. So I got hired full time in that committee as a committee assistant, as a committee assistant, which was like mind blowing for me. I was like, That's this huge. is a huge oh, lesson huge. to be in this space, to be walking past CHP, and they're like, "Good morning," and I'm like, "Dang, like you don't even know, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like in a good way, like in a good right, way." Like, right. But it's like, man, you don't even like you like I might be getting treated differently, but it's mm -hmm. like it kind of just showed me, like, man, this is just a huge blessing. Like I went. I felt like like there's a story in the Bible about Joseph and like Joseph went through all these things right and then it's sitting at like this this position of like a kind of like a, a concierge for like the the emperor or whatever and so that's how I felt like man I'm in this position where you know people would have judged me from my past mm -hmm. and so much of my life has filtered through this committee mm -hmm. you know and now I'm here working for it so like that was just like mind blowing to me that's crazy that is a crazy trip. and and who would be a better and and who else to you know there's no you would you're a perfect fucking fit for that, that part yeah, why wouldn't you be you know what I mean yeah my boss is like yeah I worked on SB260 I'm like yeah it's oh like it's God. just it was like, just crazy on. like yeah. it was just awesome so that and then uh like now I'm, I'm studying criminal justice in college like nice. I'm a I got like a year, uh, like a year left. I should get my bachelor's in criminal justice, nice. and I'm studying that just to like, I want to be able to inform people. You know, I want to know what the law says. I want to know what our rights are. I want to know where the criminal justice system came from. I want to know how the community can be involved in every part of the criminal justice system, from courts to you know policing to all the, all these different Correct. facets. Right? How do we fit in? How how do we be better at people not going through what I went through? So on that note, I'm glad, and that just reminded me of something. What are your thoughts on that DUI lawyer that fucking presented you? Oh man, nah, it, it was. And he, again, you can keep it just, you know. Nah, it was curt. it was rough. It was rough to to sit there and like to hear the questions that she was asking, knowing that, that I'm was like nuts, like, man. I'm like this doesn't seem like it's helping me, and like I was writing stuff down, like what about this? And she was just like, like not really. Um, it was rough, but it kind of goes to show that like in certain spaces and people who, who don't have money and people who are coming from our communities, they get railroaded, you know? Yeah. And I 100%. did deserve to get time. I did yeah, I yeah. did deserve to go to prison, but I did also deserve to be represented rightly, you know? Correct. And I think that's important. And I think a judge should have been able to identify that 
you know, and be yeah. able to discern, like, oh, wait a minute, this is some stuff going on here, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, if I was eating my chips and identify that shit. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It made me think about it right now because you're, like, you're talking about educating people on this. You're talking about putting them up on game, uh, certain things that hopefully they don't need to know, but if they do, they're not going to be completely naive to it. They're going to have something to fight back with because right. uh, it sucks to have to be railroaded. Again, you, you said... I did. I did deserve time. That's not the point. The point is, you have a right to a just fucking trial, a exactly. just case. You know, yeah. um, not a fucking. I don't know. I was infuriated when I seen that part. She said, "I handle DUI cases, and I think I'm. I'll be all right for a murder yeah. case." Yeah, I was like, "This is crazy." You know, but um, it's dope that you got into something like that, bro. Working into into a higher up spot. Where from? So is that that's not what you're doing now, or have you transitioned into higher like a higher place? No, I'm still there now. Okay, I'm going to school. Okay, so you're keeping it. Where are you going? Where, where, what school? Uh, Sac State. Sac State, okay. Yeah. Hey, that's good a pretty, school. yeah, it's really a well-known well -known school. I have a lot of, and they have a pretty good athletic program too out there. Yeah, their, their football team is undefeated yeah. right now. They're yeah, yeah. my boy AJ's out there. Shoot. <laughs> are you planning on going back to baseball probably? Nah, uh, bro. Man, <laughs> I mean, you never know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you little wake up a little well, sore think, now. You know, well, yeah, I think the yeah, looks yeah. would get you there, dog. I don't even think it's the skill, my boy. Oh, I think it's the looks, my boy. That's a pause-worthy moment right there. I don't know what's up with my Get it. I don't care, y'all. Get it. Clip it. I don't care, bro. Uh, um, <laughs> even the audio, <laughs> you even got Anna in the background. They're cracking up. Whatever. Um, not, nah, but I, I on TV for you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, um, not, nah, but it, it's it's so cool. And um, and I, the, you've been doing more than just that. And yeah. I want to highlight that because mm -hmm. uh, we heard about you because you were also talking and different, advocating at schools. You were at Cal State Long Beach doing speeches. Talk about your experience with that and some of like what you've been doing too on the side. Yeah, so I've been partnering with like Sea Hope, um, ARC, um, different different organizations, and then uh, Project Rebound mm -hmm. Project to Rebound, go and yeah. just and just speak to people and mm -hmm. and just share because a lot of people know like this documentary and they see this story and they know this guy that like in that in that movie right yeah and it's like to be able to share with them like like this is what I work through mm -hmm. you know and the fact that I've been blessed and given a second chance to come home I feel like. One thing I always told God, like when I was in jail, like man, if you if you give me a second chance, like I'm gonna I'm gonna share it with everybody, you know. Yeah. And so for me, it's like a passion to be able to share with people, like man, like you don't gotta live in that bondage, or and then like it breaks my heart. Like one thing that breaks my heart, and I've been really trying to like challenge, uh, like when I share in different places, like we should never say like that's a bad kid. You know what I mean? Like we should never. Of course say not. No. And but that happens in schools, right? Yeah. Like yeah. we hear that all the time. Oh, that's a bad kid, or he's, or even like our parents. You know, like I'm guilty of that. And yeah, like yeah. sometimes we're just like, that's oh man, true. those are bad. Like don't hang around. Then those are bad kids. Right. And it's like man, this is a kid that that's obviously missing things in his life and needs that love or needs that like um, somebody to step in and fill that role. And so for me, it's like highlighting to different people the fact that the the young people who find themselves in these positions have great characteristics. Mm -hmm. It's just being. Uh, the channel and the way it's being outputted is just bad. You know, like so true. Like being a gang member, like they're they're using like the loyalty and the courage and these all things the good that, characteristics, the good characteristics the that these guys have. And it's like okay, like let's identify that these kids have these good qualities, right? These good traits, mm -hmm. and let's try to give them a space, like how what you guys are doing, right? right. Like how you're saying, like providing the space for people to come in and rap or whatever it is yeah. that they want to do, right? It's mm -hmm. like you're providing, you're doing that. Right, and so that's what I'm. I try to like go and speak to people, like be that big brother, be that big sister, because mm -hmm. that's what we need. Some of us don't Definitely. got no family, some of us don't got no parents, or we don't have a positive role model. Mm -hmm. So it's like that's why I just try to share, like, man, be that person. Like I try to uh, fire people up, like be that person, like mm -hmm. be that person in your community, because 
if it's just one that you helped, that was one that you helped. You know what I mean? That part. Oh yeah. That counts. And and yeah. and we go through that all the time. Same thing. Like sometimes I tell them I'm I'm used to working with adults, but when I work with the youth, it's a little harder. You know, it takes a lot more work. They'll disappear on you for a week. My philosophy is, you know, disappear for a week. You don't gotta hit me up because they won't pick up half the time. But when you show up, I'm here for you. You just gotta be ready to work. You That's know? true. Um and, and it's and again, it sucks that these these are these stories and, and the things we go through. They're pretty common in our communities, you know. Yeah. Working with youth is one of the hardest things for sure. Super hard. Hardest things. And then it's it's hard because you want to be a mentor to them. You want to give them yeah. all the guidance. And it's like even we have these like 12-year-olds coming to this building. And we have like this cool little 12-year-old dude. And I just want to, <laughs> bro, I just want to take you home. I want to be like your big bro, like for real. Because yeah. I just don't want you going back outside because we're in South LA. As yeah. soon as you walk out here right now, you're in a place where you can get caught up. Yeah. And I yeah. feel so bad as soon as that kid leaves the building. I'm like, bro. I hope you get home safe. Let me make sure you get home. Yeah. Like, it's just you feel bad. And so we appreciate every single person that's out there, especially you that's advocating for these youth, that's helping those youth and is there for them. Shout out to Anna. Shout out to everybody that's helped everybody out my boy, Javier. Uh, yeah. I was about to say Javier, bro. Who the fuck is Javier? <laughs> You already forgot my name, bro. I'm like, I'm top right now. But shout out to everybody for real because you don't know the impact you are making on these kids' lives. Um, And it's so, and when you say that whole like, you know, back kid stuff, it it trips me out because I remember when I was young, I used to go to, I didn't live up, I kind of grew up in a little dysfunctional family, not as much as like a lot of these youth come through, but I would go to my best friend's house which is my best friend, he's best friend for a reason because his family would welcome me. And I would feel like really welcome. And it's Mm -hmm. crazy because I feel like if Mm -hmm. I didn't have that avenue and I didn't like these parents didn't accept me and treat me like their own son, I would have probably, who knows where I would have been. And I was not going to lie, like I was hanging out with the wrong crowd every now and then. So like, just like you said, being with the right people and just being that like role model and being in the right place, like you can really make a change. Just keep yourself on the right path. And it's it's amazing that you say that. But you, how been? How are you? Like the what's the biggest talk you've done? Because you've been doing some big talks too. Um, man, I think probably USC. You did a USC talk, but it wasn't just me. Like I was like on a panel with uh, Mm. with uh, I was on a panel with with three other people, three Mm. or four other people, a couple people from the uh, district, the district attorney's office, and then with um, uh, what's bro's name? He's the uh, Santa Ana councilman. Oh, forgive me, forgive me. Nah, you're good, bro. Name, I, I don't even know yeah, like, my no, own no, counseling, yeah. bro. Like Same. for real. Nah, but bro is dope too. And just went on, but I was on a, a panel with them and, and we spoke and it was um it was powerful because there was a lot of people there. That was probably like the biggest, that was like the biggest one after like after talking to everybody. And then um we just did the uh the first like youth thing with Sea Hope. Like it was like a first, like uh like the first one that they did where it was like a youth, kind of like a youth conference type mm-hmm. thing. And uh spoke over there. That was pretty dope. Um but man, I don't know. See what else is in the future. See what but else that's, to that's come, what it's man. been so far. Yeah, just like a few few universities, San Jose State, nice. um, UCLA, just different little spots. You have a powerful story for sure, and I feel yeah. like, and that will keep on going and, and keep doing this thing. But um, we appreciate everything, and we for real. And I think your story is so big. Um, but the, one of the the biggest questions that I have right now: um, Are you still getting money for that documentary, or what's up? Oh no, nah, we we never got <laughs> any never, residuals under that. No, no, we never got money from and and I'm I'm not mad at it. A lot of people right. tell me like, oh, how come you didn't get like? Yeah. But it's like we didn't even think it was gonna be that. You know, like we were just the fact that you know able to share a story out mm-hmm. of it. Man, that's yeah. enough for me. You know what I mean? But now nah, we didn't make I didn't make any money off of the documentary. We need and I'm to sure even up. the producers might have known what's gonna hit, what doesn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah they don't. They don't. Um, 
my shit. My final question would be: I've been wondering this. Do you feel like you have to? People when they meet you, they kind of have that Jared from the documentary as per- perception about you. Do you feel like you got to break out of that and be like, ah, yeah, that 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 was me, but it, I'm here now. Uh, sometimes because uh, like uh, I feel like a lot of people are just kind of shocked. Like, how are you here? And right. So it it right. opens the door for me to be like, well, look, this is what this is part two, and then just go in and explain mm. like how I got here, you know, and the, what the journey's been like. So it's kind of like it always like kind of opens up a like yeah. an awesome door. Do you uh, how how are you how do you feel about it right now? Do you, is it cool? Do you 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 you're open to it or? Yeah, I'm open to it. I think like um, man, our story and and like I always share with like the youth too. Like I've been going into like YA and like talking to them and stuff. And I'm just like, just because my story was highlighted doesn't mean that yours isn't just man, as powerful. Man, that's important. And just because like mine's is highlighted, so like people recognize me or we we're, I'm able to like talk about it in different places. But everybody's story is so powerful, mm-hmm. and if you are able to craft it and share it. Man, you reach so many people. So for me, it's like, man, you just got to just open your mouth. <laughs> right, right. I think, uh, who knows, 10 years from now, you might be like, yeah, I'm over it. Maybe. No, <laughs> 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 right. you know, uh, no, I feel it, man. That That's dope. That's badass. And I'm glad that it's sticking with you and you're you're taking it with you. You know what I mean? I think just trying to like rewrite it too. You know, yes, like, yes. like, yeah, I think what you're like, I understand, now I understand what you're saying, like in the sense of it does, it does kind of suck sometimes like to be remembered for like, the worst thing that I've ever done in life. Okay, yeah. It like it sucks to like be known for that, right? And I I never glorify that. Like mm-hmm. I'm not like, oh yeah, like check out this documentary. This is like because right. this is like the worst thing that I've ever done in life. Mm. But I think what's able to come out of that, in which I have to put my own like comfortability to side, is the fact that the worst thing that I ever done in life didn't define me, and that's what I gotta mm. share. That's powerful, my boy. Bro, I got powerful. some mic drop, bro. That's a mic drop. That's um, crazy. It is. I don't even know what to say. Actually, <laughs> That's a mic drop. Um, so, I mean, with that being said, I think it was a fucking amazing interview. Amazing, um, you know, if you got anything, anything you wanted to, to share or anything, any last words, anything you wanted to, um, I mean, I don't know, links or anything like that or anything you got to promote or anything. Uh, nah, just tap into the, a lot of these organizations that we have. Uh, Reentry Network, um, man, ARC, yep, uh, C Hope. Um, tap into these places because um, they're people that are grinding every day. They're on the front lines, and so I mean, if you have the ability to help, mm-hmm. step in. You know what I mean? And so these are the people fighting every day to keep our youth home and to push our youth in the direction that we want them to go. One hundred percent. So with that being said. Um, I told y'all we're going to bring another fire one. I hope you guys really enjoy. This was, uh, again, we really appreciate you, Jared, for taking the time. For real. Um, and shit, we even rescheduled last minute, so I really appreciate <laughs> for it. For real. Me too. Um, well, with that being said, Reentry Network Podcast, mess with us. Let's get it. Let's go.